This station is being brought to you via NOLSOP Shoutcast streaming technology. For more information, visit shoutcast.com. Do that, Dave. You'll be malfunctioning within a day, you may have that The following program is intended for mature audiences. You stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerdful. You tell us blinded people, worm-ridden, filth. We're getting off such pleasure from us. Parental discretion is advised. Star Wars on Direct is brought to you by SimpleNet. With SimpleNet, obtain a low-cost advertising for your company or quite simply, a space to put your personal website online. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Brian, 
people can contact us tonight for the show, right? Really? Yes, I know. Because, you know, this is a show about Star Wars Celebration. <laughs> not everybody <laughs> has a press pass like Mr. Brian over there. Yeah, with that's the a good story. I'll tell you later. And uh, we want to hear your stories about Star Wars Celebration. So. so please send them to us. And you can send them to us by email at studio at swendirect.com. You can also send talk to us via the chat. You can look us look at us on the webcam, listen to us live, get our blog, our Star Wars on Direct message board, all on the main page, which is www.swendirect.com. You can also reach us by MSN Messenger at swendirect at hotmail.com. Also, always be aware that the sound card may unfortunately crash, but um, knock on wood, it won't happen tonight. Yes. Um, Sebastian, you have something to say tonight, don't you? I do. Yes, you do. There's a word from the producer. There is? Yes. It's pretty much that blank here on my playlist. I think you have something to say. It's like you've got don't, something don't to say. Don't leave me hanging. Um, Lavabo. That was the uh, word from the producer. <laughs> Which pretty much means sink in English, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. <laughs> and the number for today is... 83. And of course, it commemorates so 1983. When I thought the number for today would be 3. And the letter for today would be C. Oh! oh! I got you should burned. shut your mouth. I was looking at her. <laughs> I got burned there. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? I think the number should be four. Why? Because Brian has made some calls this week. Don't say that's that's it. That's not your, that's all you're allowed to say. And let's just say that uh, yeah, good. Brian Brian's been messing around a lot of people. Shh, no, I'm playing with your mind. I'm not. <laughs> Brian is just like River in Firefly. <gasps> the leaky brain pan. <laughs> Anyhow. I'm strange? Yes. Yes. No, you're just like River. You can kill us with your brain. <laughs> uh, red's a nice color. Next time you do you. that face, I swear, I'm taking a picture of it and Did I'm putting it... Did you see how he curled his tongue? Yes, I'm putting That's that on wicked. the webpage. <laughs> Adrian, I'm sure you could tell us all about what he can do with his, th- with his tongue. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Well, let's move on into the Star Wars Sound Direct personal stuff. <laughs> It's right. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! Stop laughing at me. No, Brian. We'll keep on laughing at you. Y- you're not laughing at me. You're laughing with, with me. You. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Good. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> Whatever you need to tell yourself to sleep at night. Oh, you're awful. You know that? I know. Where's my thingy for the thingy? I gave it back to you. Yes, I don't know where you put it back. Anywho, um, I saw Inside Man this week. The oh, movie yeah, with Spike Lee and uh, Denzel Washington, produced by Spike Lee. Directed. Directed by Spike Lee. There's so a podcast about that. You know what? It's not that good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 there wasn't one. Uh, last last week I talked about Lucky Number Eleven at the end of the show, and you know what? Go see Lucky Number Eleven instead of of Inside Man. It's it's that. It's und- it's crap. It's it's not crap. It's not a bad movie, per se. But I think it's more like a DVD rental. Ah, I see. Then, you know, with commentaries and extra features and all that. Okay. Yeah, then I maybe it's going to be. I, I saw like Silent that. Hill. How was it? It was great. I, I'd never played the game until, like, last night. 
and uh, it was scary and stuff. But you know what was scarier? The game. The game was freaking scary. And we saw Pyramid Head, and oh my god, I I, I couldn't play anymore. Really? Uh, yeah, we had to turn it off. Well, I asked Adria, and she she turned it off. Uh, I see. She wanted to keep playing. Like I didn't want to. She kept scaring me. Everything. Every time something happened, she was screaming. She was like, "Ah, it's fun though." I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's <laughs> scary. Like, you're killing me because you're screaming every time. Yeah. Exactly. It's scary. And uh, on the other side of things, uh, we want to mention the fact that uh, yes, the chat is back up because uh, Brian fixed it. So thank you, Brian. Uh, I I fixed it. You know what else I did this week? What did you do? I updated the site, and I edited the podcast, and I put the podcast up. Ladies and gentlemen, Brian Kierens, our new technical advisor for Star Wars on Direct. Congratulations. Yay. You just lost lost your life right there. (laughs) I know. Oh, boy. I'll be working in IT for the rest of my life. Hopefully for you, you won't. (laughs) Anywho, uh, I also want to mention that people can see we're getting more and more comfortable as the summer is coming up on the webcam. How are you t- this this weekend, Audrey? Because you couldn't join us for the first edition of Star Wars on Direct in the the spring in the edition. Big comfy chair in the big comfy chair. Well, yeah. we're, I think we're like what are we doing in the spring now? So we're chilling out on the couches. In the summer, we should go out on the porch. You know what? I was actually looking at uh, my backyard today, and I'm like, maybe we should try a show in the backyard. That would, that'd be noisy though. And then a plane came over. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah, that would suck. Well, you know what? We'd have to test it out. See uh, see what we can do. Ah. Uh, yes. Yep. It would be fun to do it in the backyard. That's right. So, Brian, I, I understand you got a lot of things to tell us this week. Um, yeah, a fair amount. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. You know what? We'll, won't delay anymore and we'll just go straight into it. <laughs> Master Fisto, trust your insight, we do. And I try, I'm, I'm like signaling them, but they just don't. So I could have edited it out now. Now, stop, give me a long pause. Thank you. And welcome to Miscellaneous News. Welcome to the Pulse for this Sunday, April 30th. 2006. I have many cool things to say this week, including the MTV Awards. Well, it's not quite the MTV. The MTV Movie Awards for 2006. Star Wars Revenge of the Sith is nominated in three categories, and two actors are nominated. So there's Hayden as Best Villain, Best Show is Ewan McGregor, and Best Fight is Ewan versus Hayden Christensen. So it's awesome! So everybody should go vote for Star Wars because they had the best fight last year. It was freaking amazing. So I'm going to post that link in the chat so everybody can go vote for it. It seems broken, though. Just click on it. It should work. Um, also, the um, we're getting a lot of news about the new LEGO Star Wars 2. There has been um, updates on the internet, new pictures. I just got Nintendo Power for the last month, and there is a full spread on that. If you go over to Sith Clan, they have more pictures from another magazine in Europe. 
Lots of pictures are popping up, getting lots of mini Lego minifigs, new ones that we're seeing pop up. It looks great. I can't wait to play this. I'm going to try and finish Lego Star Wars 1 before I, f before I get to Lego Star Wars 2. And you're going to be able to play all the characters that you were able to in the uh, first one, including... And so you're going to have like the original characters and the prequel, so it's going to be awesome. Um, the Champions of the Force previews have started. You know, last week I said, you know, they probably start this week. And, well, this time they're doing two at a time. So we're, we've got a lot of information this first week. We have HF47 that's available, the first preview. He's going to be fringe, 32 points, hit points 60. 18 defense, attack 10, plus 10, damage 30. This is freaking amazing. And then it, there's, he's unique, he's a droid, he's got cunning attack, and he's got a flamethrower. Freaking strong droid. And he is, of course, from the Knights of the Old Republic. We also have Com Clone Commander Gree uh, from the Republic faction. He's going to cost 18 points. He's, um, he's going to be 40 hit points, 13 defense, attack plus 10, damage 20, and his special ability is Rock. So he's got, un he's obviously unique. He's got order 66. He's got mobile mobile attack, rapport, speed 8. And he's got awesome commander effects. Your squad may include non-unique Wookiees of any faction. Each soldier or trooper follower can move two extra squares at the end of this, this of its turn. Characters in your squad with order 66 and mobile attack, including clone commander, agree to not provoke attacks of opportunity. So that's awesome. Um, moving on. Ah, I lost my spot. Uh, yes. There, I'm going to send you, they put a link to the uh, official press release on Wizards of Champions of the Force, where there's a picture of Yoda from Champions of the Force, and Darth Maul, including NHHF47. Uh, um... Also, there's a press release that was put up on StarWars.com. Finally, you know, StarWars.com is giving the Miniatures game some freaking press because, shit, there has been nothing in the way of uh, press for the Miniatures game up until about, you know, Universe, they had a small blurb on it. So, on StarWars.com, they put a picture up of Clone Commander Cody, a bunch, an Ugnaught, another alien, Darth Bane is finally seen, Masamita, the new Mace Windu, the uh, Dark uh, Jedi, or the Dark um, Master of the Sith that was the preview a couple months ago. What was it called, Sasha? Was it the Dark Master of the Sith? Exarch. No, it wasn't Exarch Khan. It was the, the preview one that they gave out from Champions of the Force. The, the Sith Trooper? Trooper? And there was another one. The Dark Side Mar Marauder? No. no, it wasn't that. It, never no. he, it was the new um, Dark Side Jedi that's uh, non-unique. The con the uncommon one. Anyway, Isn't and there's also the Dark Side Marauder. No, c no, that's from the universe. It's a new one. It's a new one. Yeah, it's a new. It's this one. Dark Jedi Master, then. The Dark Jedi is that him? It's yeah. It's the Dark Jedi Master. Yeah. Okay. The Dark Jedi Master and another clone. So that's all up right now. I'm gonna put a link to the picture as well. It's also in the uh, StarWars.com um, membership thing. Also, um, should I do the C the the the, the new? You want to keep it for later. I'll let you do it, but you, what do you think? Yeah, I'll do it later. I'll keep we'll on our toes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's got, like, exclusive news, and it feels pretty good. You know, yeah? He really wants to tease us with it until the, the end of the show or something. <laughs> well, no, but I'm going to keep it um, 
topical. Yes. yes. I want to stick you with the topical. That's good. All right. Um, yeah, that's it. Let's move on. That's that. That's it. All right then. Are you an angel? What? An angel. I know the deep space pilot. And welcome to Fan Audio News. As we end the month of April, there are two new radio show releases. Ronnie's Own Radio 31 is now out, and the premiere of the podcast Endor Talk, based out of Australia, has been released. Christopher Hannell, Chad Peter, and Teague Christie have all been involved in production on Trey Stokes' fan film Return of Pink Five. With the release of Return of Pink Five, the first segment, the film is now featured on StarWars.com. Nathan P. Butler has also contributed new information to the Star Wars universe in the form of a new entry in the StarWars.com databank. The entry was part of a series called What's the Story? Round Five where hyperspace members can submit entries. The chosen submissions for the so-called DC-0052 intergalactic speeder were from Butler and moderator The Dark Moose. Those two submissions were then merged into one new databank entry. That's all I've got for this week. <laughs> isn't Short it, and sweet. <laughs> isn't it amazing what, uh, what we can do now in the Star Wars databank uh, with everything that we do? There's a lot of things missing from the Star Wars databank on StarWars.com that I would like to see, you know, especially yeah. with the expanded uh, universe characters. There's a lot that aren't yeah. mentioned, but I guess eventually they'll get around to adding all of them in. You know, maybe one day they'll decide to hire some freak like me who will go over every single files and just yeah, like but Sebastian, then they'd have to take it and, and and make sure you don't things you don't say like report in there anywhere. Yeah, see that that just wasn't called for. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm sorry. That's keep okay. going, Sebastian. All right, Audrey. We still have to work on a wonderful intro for your special segment. That's okay. So I'm going to feature one of the fanfics that I read when I initially was uh, introduced to the world of fanfiction a couple of years ago. Um, it's called Getting Over It. It's a full-length fic set right after Rebirth. It's one of the Kip Jaina angst romance genre type fanfics. Although I know everybody knows that I'm a Kip Jaina fan by now, probably. Um, I'm not going to be focusing only on Kip Jaina material. This is you are. I yeah I am. <laughs> it's hard to believe I know, but I am. <laughs> Anyways, the author is uh, Val Solo, and she has several works posted on the Force.net, mostly in the Beyond the Saga section. She lives in the United States. She's a mother, and she works as a teacher. StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars fan audio on the Internet. It's your home for Star Wars fan audio genre news, a comprehensive catalog of fan-made Star Wars radio shows, parody tales, and serious audio dramas, with behind-the-scenes features, a message board, reviews, tutorials, convention coverage, an Internet movie database-style directory of the entire Star Wars fan audio community, and the only fan audio community-recognized Star Wars Fan Audio Academy Award held each year. StarWarsFanWorks.com. Fandom has a whole new sound. Every collector deserves the best. That's 
why our main goal at Federation Toy is to guarantee the highest quality items for the lowest prices. Yes, of course. Come by Federation Toys for Star Wars collectibles. Satisfaction and guarantee. Yes, my toy. Roger, roger. All Star Wars and direct listeners will get a 5% discount on their purchases. And welcome back to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. And uh, we're just about to go into this wonderful collecting news edition. And uh, you know what, I think it's the right time to mention this, uh, this little news, um, because it pretty much concerns the collecting people. Uh, the, uh, the new membership for the fan club was announced this week. And uh, apart from the beautiful welcome from George Lucas... Uh, the, the welcome letter from George Lucas, of course. Uh, we get a beautiful 2006 membership card, which is made out of the art of uh, Episode 3, of course. We apparently will get some decals. Uh, we're going to be getting an exclusive poster by Tsuino Senda. Uh, he was uh, one of the artists who was at C3, I believe, and uh, who actually worked on the... Uh, the, the, the am I going to say it? Program book for C3. Uh, also, there's going to be gifts and uh, special offers from these uh, Lucasfilm licensees. Uh, three Days Blind, Alienware, Anthony Grandio Checks, C2 Ventures, Code 3 Collectibles, Dorland Kindersley Book. These are the guys who, are doing, who do the cross-sections. Uh, Fossil, Gentle Giant, and Hasbro. First batch of kits is tentatively scheduled to start shipping in the next several weeks. So pick up your visual scanning and keep an eye out for them. Because they're coming into your... Your mailbox. Your mailbox. And speaking of my collectings, uh, I received my Star Wars Insider this week. And I'm happy because Odds is in there. That's a new story by Karen Travis. And uh, I still have to read it because I had no time to do that this week. Because of all the jobs thingy I have to do. And uh, I gotta say, I'm really disappointed by, uh, by our friend at uh, IDG. Because you know what? It was bent. It was actually ripped. When I, when I opened it up, I had to uh, to take out some publicity, and it actually ripped a page out of it, almost. Jeez. So I'm pretty much going to have to go buy myself a new one of Chapters to get one in good quality. And uh, you know what? I really, really miss the little plastic bags, especially here in Quebec. We, we're, we're still getting rain nowadays. So you know what? I just don't like having to press my, my insider too much when it comes into the mailbox. Well, I got my Nintendo Power, and it was written on the back of it. Oh, that's always fun. Yeah, there's like a scribble on the back of it. Is it? Yeah. It All wasn't right. in a plastic bag. Okay. And, uh... Locked. You know what? Today we're joined again by Arnie and Marjorie. Guys? <laughs> how you doing? Good, how are you? Pretty good. I'm not... Oh, darn. What'd you do this time, Sebastian? Wait a second. I didn't plug you guys in. Watch out. Whoa. Arnie? Marjorie? Yeah. Yay, you guys are there. Yes. Yes, we're here. Okay, and I didn't blow the sound card. That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to be able to be on the Beauty and the Geek because they yeah, they're not allowing Canadians in again. What's with the anti-Canadianism? You know what? From a country that really has our best brother in arms and all that, it's a sting. That's okay. You, you know who's from Springfield, don't you? Yes. The, the two pilots? Yes. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not talk about that again. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a sore spot in this town. 
Is it? It's our public shame. Well, you know what? Mistakes happen, and uh, I don't know if they were like trigger happy that day or whatever, but that's casualties of wars for you, collateral damage, whatever you want to call it. No such thing as friendly fire. <laughs> Sadly, there is no option to turn the FF off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, in collecting news this week. Well, the biggest collecting news is Star Wars Action News is back with a vengeance. Our forums are back online. Our RSS feed will be back on tomorrow. Our blogs will be back. We're finally recovered from the disaster that is our old web host company pulling the plug on us. Well, congratulations on the new web hosting company. Yeah, it feels nice to not have to worry about anything anymore. Everything's up and running and going well. But there's been some collecting news this week. Gentle Giant, the Chrome C-3PO was at StarWarsShop.com. Previously only available to card owners. So they'll, they'll ruin your credit so you can have a C-3PO. But they sold out in a matter of hours to Star Wars uh, hyperspace subscribers only. And I let I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a hyperspace subscriber, but I don't have any place left on my credit card from last <laughs> year's Celebration 3. <laughs> That was a year ago. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be paid down a little by now. Oh, you you think, you think. But then there was <laughs> the Star Wars. I've paid them off and maxed them out three times since C3. But then there was the Star Wars premiere, and then there was the two conventions in the summer. <laughs> so, yeah, that killed me. Also, Sideshow this week allowed orders for the San Diego Comic-Con uh, 12-inch Darth Vader slash Anakin Skywalker Sith Apprentice feature, or as we called it last week, Glaucoma Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get your order in, Seth? No, I didn't. I didn't. But you know what? I might just be coming to to, to Comic-Con. Ah, you'll have to let us know. There's a bunch of people going from our forums. Cool. That's going to be a huge posse. <laughs> I think we're beyond a gathering, and we're up to comedy. Yeah, we've got people now. We've got peeps. <laughs> we've got peeps, that's right. We'll need a gang symbol pretty soon, especially in Ooh, and a secret, hand, a secret handshake, maybe. <laughs> we'll work on something, me and Brian, and we'll try to videotape it or something. <laughs> that, that's pretty geeky. Castro updated their website, demystifying the Ultimate Galactic Hunt series. I don't think it demystified anything. Because there's so much now with the Ultimate Galactic Hunt. There's the Ultimate Galactic Hunt Silver Foil Variant figures. There's the Ultimate Galactic Hunt Vintage The Saga Collection figures. There's the Ultimate Galactic Hunt Battle Packs. There's the Ultimate Galactic Hunt Titaniums. And they spell it all out at the StarWars.Hasbro.com. So, so, what's, so what's the news? What is the deal? There's, there's just a bunch of new Galactic Hunt it's pretty much a theme out? that they're doing for spring and summer. It's the 30th anniversary of A New Hope. I think that they just... Well, that's next year. Oh, yeah, it is. It um, is. They just printed up too many stickers, if you ask me. They printed up too many stickers. Because anything that's coming out this spring is pretty much getting that slapped on it. Wait, why do I think it's 2007? This I year? don't know. You're drunk. I am. I'm going to quit drinking. I, I think that's that it. I'm, what I'm happened was they wanted to have Chase Titanium. Yeah. Like the uh, Republic gunships I have for Seb, mm-hmm. and the Silver Slave 1, which really isn't all that limited, but they wanted to make it a chase, so they did that. The variant figures, those are what are really being referred to as the Ultimate Galactic Hunt figures, because they come with the silver hologram figures, 
They're on foil back cards, and they come with silver, metallic-looking, actually cheap-looking display stands. They're a pain in the arse. They ship two per case, so that's one out of every six figures will be a UGH, and there's ten of them, but there's 12 holograms, so you've got quite a search ahead of you, especially since the good guys only ship with the good guy holograms. Now, there's only three good guys in the Ultimate Galactic Hunt figure collection, and there's six holograms. So they have a full set of holograms. You need at the very least two of each of the good guys. Or Jeez. six good guys when there's only three figures. Then there's the Vintage of the Saga collection, or the VTSC figures, which is picking up where the original trilogy collection, the VOTC figures, ended back two years ago with the clamshells, and we've got the Luke and X-Wing, the Han and Trenchcoat, the Biker Scout, the Sand Person, the Greedo. None of those are going to be hard to find. They're, the Biker the Scout, maybe. The Biker Scout might be purchased more, but none of these are rare. They're shipping full cases of these, and there's two of each figure type per case. So if there's rarity, it's 100% the appetite of the consumer. It's not Hasbro making it rare the way they are the other Ultimate Galactic Hunts. So that's really just a different figure line. It's not an Ultimate Galactic Hunt situation. Then you've got the battle pack of the Skirmish in the Senate and the General Grievous Demise figure from Target. Now, both of those are just Target exclusives. They're not really any more chased than any of the previous Target exclusives have been before. They're just putting stickers on it. So it, it's all branding, it's marketing, and it's overdone. But really, the only things that have been really hard to find are the Ultimate Galactic Hunt variants of the ten figures in the Saga Collection line. Okay. Are you having fun, though, Arnie? Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's kind of like Razor Blade on Flesh. It's a party. <laughs> the Star Wars Collecting Cabinet was finally released. We saw this back at C3, since this is your C3 retrospective. But is it being sold in America? It is. Okay, because the website only listed it at 249 euros. Which is going to be even more oh, in America. It's, okay, the euro is about a dollar, or a dollar is about a dollar, sorry. looking at about 350. Yeah. And That's Canadians crazy. are probably going to be what? That's up to what? Thousand dollars? I don't know. We don't know this whole Canadian thing. All I know is when I went to Canada, I paid for everything with a 20 and got some colored thing paper back. <laughs> yeah, that, I, that's... I kept the colored paper as souvenirs. <laughs> But the collecting cabinet, it looks very cool online. But when, And I was all excited to get these and display all of my Master Replicas in them. And then we saw it at C3 and it looked kind of junky. I certainly wouldn't pay $300 for it. Well, I saw it, on, I saw it online. I saw it online and it's kind of boring. It, it, there's nothing much to it. No, but that could be considered simple elegance. But when you see it in person, it just looks cheap. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought and it's shorter than I'd expected. You can't put too much in it. I think that may be a misstep marketing-wise, but, you know, chance we'd have to have some place to put more stuff, right? Yeah. Hasbro is marketing figure cases, clamshells, just like they did for Episode 3 for the new series. But we have a concern. Those figure cases tend to bow out around the, like, you know how the bottom of the figures kind of is circular a little bit? Mm -hmm. And it bends those out and it doesn't close all the way. Oh. And the new figures seem to be square, but the Hunt for General Grievous figure is still bowed out at the yeah. sides. So if they're using the same cases to sell as they're using on the Hunt for General Grievous, 
it may not fit the cases right. Yeah. And finally, Toys R Us has two new exclusives that are pretty much guaranteed because somebody was snooping around Amazon.com. The AT-AT with a Biker Scout and a Pilot is available at Amazon.com. Cool. And there's a classic Dagobah vehicle. Now, I think that could only be an X-Wing. A dirty X-Wing. Dirty. Yeah. Kind of like that fanfic you just read. Yeah. Dirty. <laughs> That's a porn, guys. It was but, in the forum. We just decided to bring it on the air. <laughs> but both of those links can be found from our website, ReviewStarWars.com, which will link directly to those things so you don't have to hunt through the Amazon.com backlog to find them. And, and this week on our show, we have an exclusive review of the Darth Maul Force Effects Saver. Ooh. Arnie turned into the Star Wars kid for an hour on Tuesday night. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Did you tape it? Do we have video? Uh, hello to the no. <laughs> I secretly watched. He didn't know I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> we need video of this. You need to work on Ever. video. This going to be a little tricky for me to get. <laughs> we'll send you a camera. Brian, hook her up with a camera. And I'm sure that he would divorce me. <laughs> no. You don't tell anyone. He'll never find out. I'd rather have my sex tape with Paris Hilton come out than me playing with that saber. A what? No, 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 no. Arnie, <laughs> you wish. <laughs> Not really. Paris Hilton, she's got diseases, man. Well, I hope you didn't catch anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I finally watched the uh, Sansweet uh, video on Hyperspace this week. And I was wondering, when are you guys going to be uh, at the at the Rancho Obi-Wan for one of the, these broadcasts? Well, I'd love to go. When's Sansweet going to invite us? I mean, it's not like I exactly have a VIP pass to the Presidio here. I'm, I'm a podcaster like you guys. Hey, but you never know. You're really good in collecting stuff, and since that's pretty much what it's going to be about for the, for the time being, uh, he's going to be discussing all types of uh, food collectibles and stuff like that. So, Yeah, I, I'd love to head out to Rancho Obi-Wan. Uh, I just hope he'd let me come. Well, we're... I, we're we're gonna say a little like bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, very much, guys, for being here with us this week. Not a problem. We'll talk to you next week. Yes. Take care. Bye. This is Marjorie, and this is Arnie. We're the hosts of Star Wars Action News, Star Wars Collecting Podcast, and you are listening to Star Wars Under X.
right. Stand by. And welcome back to Star Wars Undirect, the voice of Star Wars fandom. And, of course, you've heard the uh, hyperspace in- intro, which uh, which you haven't heard that in a while. I mean, like last year, around the same time you could hear it, because the movie hadn't come out yet. But I decided to bring it back because of the fan club presidency contest by ADG and StarWars.com. And um, right now, ladies and gentlemen, on the phone, we have none other than the mysterious USC wannabe, a.k.a. Tommy Custabile. And uh, Tommy's from the uh, the West Coast, aren't you? Tom- uh, yeah, Sherman Oaks, California. Okay. And how's the weather back there? <laughs> it's about 90. Okay. So you're good. <laughs> I've been in my pool all morning, so... You lucky bastard. All right. So uh, tell us, Tommy, why is it uh, you chose to run for the Star Wars president for the fan club? Um, when Star Wars... Uh, you know, when it came out with episode one, and we all knew it was going to happen back in what was that, like '96. Uh, it, it was like a, a very exciting thing, but at the same time, it was not. Uh, we all knew that it was going to end sooner or later in terms of the films, um, and to just stay a part of it in any way possible is kind of like what I'm going at, you know. Okay. And uh, right now, you're going against Dustin Roberts from Rebelscom.com. And you're still up after all these weeks, because uh, it, it started a, week, a, few, a few weeks ago. You're up to 109 votes, and that's still over 20 votes from him. Yeah, I'm very, very proud of that, actually. So, how did you get your uh, your 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 fans? Because, to be honest with you, you're you don't like you're pretty much coming out of nowhere here. <laughs> um. A lot of friends, a lot of family, uh, a lot of people that are in the industry. I live in Chicago, uh, I'm sorry, I live in California now for three years, uh, pretty heavily into the, the movie industry. So uh, there's a lot of people that are not outspoken in terms of the fan websites and in terms of, you know, being on StarWars.com all the time. Yeah. They just, you know, at parties, uh, making phone calls, emails, but they're very low-key, they're very low-spoken, but it's really just been uh, my network. Okay. Well, hopefully you can, you're going to be able to bring those people out with you uh, wherever uh, wherever that position is going to be uh, leading you. And uh, basically, how long have you been a Star Wars fan? Because you just spoke about the, ni- the return of the movie back in 96. But, uh, yeah, uh, well, I was born in 79. Okay. I don't know when the first time I saw Star Wars was. Uh, we didn't, there wasn't VCRs back then. Or at least there might have been, but we didn't have one. We, were, we grew up very poor. But... Uh, I don't remember the first time I saw it, but I had the toys since I was a little kid. I remember seeing Empire Strike. Oh, was it No, Return of the Jedi. I saw Return of the Jedi in the theater, and I've been hooked ever since, man. It's it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me in terms of my admirations. Uh, George Lucas is one of my biggest motivations in life. Okay. And uh, I just try to emulate it as much as possible. All right. And uh, throughout the, camp- the, 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 the campaign for the, the, the Star Wars presidency, uh, you've been very active on your Star Wars blog, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a couple times, uh, I got a lot of hate mail. Uh, people who have supported me in the community got a lot of hate mail for supporting me. So it kind of got a little weirded out. And a lot of people were looking at me, like, what should we do? What should we do? So I actually made a blog that was towards my defense. Uh, not in a hatred way, but in a very 
uh, up in your face kind of way. Okay. Just to get these people to stop. Uh, I mean, every day I probably get at least two or three emails talking about how I'm scum and I have no right to vote uh, or no right to run against Dustin. He's a bigger fan than me and he's going to kill me. And, and, and that, that's just the nice stuff. And then the people who are supporting me in the fan uh, community, them getting stuff, they looked at me like, I supported you and here I am getting all this flag for it. So I had to come up with something. Okay. Yeah, because after all, this is a contest basically put out by IDG and com, and it's in the simplest way possible and there's nothing to basically start a war over and it seems that there's been some you know split in the fandom recently just because of that contest I know it's ridiculous and, and you know what it's all about is just you know to help to be a part of it you know to, to be the leader of the fan club which is the greatest honor that any fan can have And it's not, you know, like I'm going to be getting a salary or Dustin will be getting a salary if he won. It really is just like a celebrity spot kind of thing just to help promote the, the, the fan club, you know, to get like more. Now that it's back at Lucasfilm, they want to get a lot more fan interaction. So it's not like <laughs> Carrie and Bush, but like people are taking it like completely to an unhealthy level. And it's, it's really strange um, to see that from like the outside looking in. And to be and to be in that circle, or to feel like I was in that circle was was really weirding me out. So I'm just you know staying on the outside, not getting too directly involved. I hope I win. I want to win, uh, but I don't want to start fights either. I mean, I didn't get into this to to start a war. Yeah. Okay. And do you feel that you're the best fan for the spot? Oh, definitely. Oh yeah. Why is that? Um, if you knew anyone that knew me, <laughs> uh, I just, you know, the flack that you get alone from some circles for being a Star Wars fan is just ridiculous, and I'm always kind of like on the fence with that. Uh, I'm very proud to be a Star Wars nerd. Uh, I don't care what anybody says or does in that. Uh, even like my family and friends, when they found out that I was going to do this, <laughs> they kind of laughed at me, and, you know, it was like a joke. But uh, I take it in stride, and I have faith that uh, Star Wars is possibly the greatest film of all time. Okay. And I'm a filmmaker, and I just, I, I all my life in general is because of Star Wars. And everything that I do, I try to emulate George Lucas as much as possible, and I owe him more than he'll ever know. Okay. And uh, basically, here's a few questions that come out like really quickly uh, are you involved within the Star Wars community of uh, California uh, right now uh, I actually own a couple companies it's really hard for me to, to be actively involved in terms of uh, but TK421 <coughs> excuse me <coughs> the, uh, the, the 501st uh, I actually almost got into that I had met uh, the leader guy at the convention And then of the, of the Los Angeles district, and then I met him again at the premiere of Star Wars at Westwood, and we were kind of talking. I've been trying to get into that. The hardest part is been trying to find a costume. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, that's just been the, the biggest thing holding me back. But uh, in terms of like active, every time there's a convention, every time there's a meeting, every time that I see something public, uh, the Chinese theater alone, if Darth Vader's in front, I come and hang out. Uh, I try to be as active as much as possible. But I am very busy. I own two companies. I work about 13 hours a day. Uh, it's really hard. Okay. Uh, 
if there was something, if you were given like all the power in the world by Lucasfilm as the president, the president of the Star Wars fan club. Thank you. Say it again. If you were given all the power in the world by Lucasfilm to do whatever you want with the fan club, what would you do? Um, I even said this in a letter before when Pablo Hidalgo from uh, from Lucasfilm interviewed me. I think that there should be some kind of organization where, uh, like, there's a lot of Star Wars fan uh, art, and I think that that should be something that should be exploited more. And I think that there are a lot of people... I went to art school, and in art school, everything you learn there, the basis of it was Star Wars. It was the most amazing thing, to be a fan and then go to art school and then have everything that you knew already be the basis of the designs and everything that we know in modern, you know, day technology was just unbelievable. And with that being said, you know, there's a lot of people that are screenwriters, uh, you know, ILM, you know, they have all these people that are working on computers and stuff like that, making these graphics. You know, they started as a Star Wars fan. And I think that's a beautiful thing. So if more people, there's a lot of people in this country that don't know how to get into that, that industry. So if you kind of open up a door for that, that would be something great. Okay. Very, very good. Uh, now I'm going to ask you a few questions from our fans uh, because they've been they've been listing some questions in the chat room uh, since the beginning of the show. Uh, one of the person actually like mentions that you've somewhat quoted uh, what's his name the the Conan O'Brien's dog there. Um, the oh, Conan O'Brien dog. Yeah, yeah the uh, tea something. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember. Uh, the, yeah, the guy with the cigar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So apparently there there was there was some comment made about uh some fans not seeing any particular women parts ever since they've been they came out of them. Uh it's really hard to hear you. There there there's one comment posted on your blog that uh mentions women parts and not seeing them ever since they've come out of them. Is there anything you got to say about that? Because that's pretty harsh. That you you didn't mention earlier that was like up up in your face comments, but that's um, that's really up when that hate mail thing happened. And Bonnie Burton from StarWars.com, uh, we were talking a lot, uh, and they were trying to figure out if what I wrote it was go blank yourself to the people. And then one of them actually was Dustin's friend, yeah, uh, and he was very outspoken on the comments or the replies, uh, and that was pretty much directed towards him. Okay, it wasn't directed towards everyone in general, and it wasn't quoting the dog. It was just kind of being more in front with him you know he would what he would do is he would show everyone on the reply what he wanted on the seat but then on rebelscum.com on the net, and my personal email it was a completely different story so it was really them like doing it to get favor for Dustin to make me look like the bad guy when I, had, I was walking into it and just being on the complete defense about it and then they made me look like the instigator and the antagonist and it wasn't the case Okay. So it wasn't directed towards anybody but him. Okay, so basically you're saying it's pretty much a dirty campaign for everyone who's in the runner-up right now. So that's you and Dustin. It, it, it seems that way, and it, it's it's really sad. At the same time, it's uh, it's immoral to me. And uh, if you, I'm the kind of guy. If you got something to say to me, you say it to me. You don't say it to everyone around me. You don't say it on blogs. Yeah. Say it to me, and then we'll talk. Okay. And. uh There, there's another question about uh, fan force in California. Uh, if elected, would you actually join the fan force groups in California and uh, go around 
each and every fan force event as much as you if possibly could? If I were could? to be actually the president, I think that uh, I would definitely get involved more with everything. Uh, I would definitely be in 501st. Uh, I forgot his name. Uh, he has a beard. He actually looks a lot like Qui-Gon. Uh, and I've seen him around a lot. We talked a lot, especially at the premiere. I had a long talk with him. That would probably be the first group that I joined. Okay. Um, and then after that, any other fan site, any other website, any other meeting or actual tangible thing that I could do, I would definitely get into. All right. Uh, there's there's a question coming from uh, our folks, uh, from some of our folks. Uh, asking about Master Replica, there's there, there seems to be talk of Master Replica somewhat supporting Dustin, and I know you posted on your blog that Master Replica was supporting you. Uh, I know that Master Replica is, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I feel like saying propaganda comedy, but I want to say marketing. Uh, they're they're pretty much open to all all of the Star Wars events that could be, you know, good for good publicity for them. So. Do you have any comments on that? Uh, originally, um, when I was at C3, uh, Master Republicans invited me to their party, uh, and I met a lot of people there. Uh, and one of the guys that I met there was actually one of the founding people that started that company. And uh, I emailed him about maybe a month ago now, and I kind of told him about the deal. <laughs> He hooked me up with this one guy <clears throat> who actually uh, posted a blog on Master Republicans' site which actually goes to anyone who's subscribed to the blog, to their personal email as well. And I think what happened was Dustin got that in his email. He contacted Mr. Replicas, and then he got them to do exactly what they did for me. Where I don't think Mr. Replicas is actually taking a side. Uh, I contacted Mr. Replicas to get a blog, their blog, which was to everyone's email that is subscribed to them, which is the majority of Star Wars fans. That would be a great publicity thing for me. He kind of emulated that, duplicated it, and... Now he's saying Master Replica supports him. When that's not the case, I actually am the person who initiated Master Replica's involvement in this whole thing. Okay. And uh, final question here from our fans. Uh, you said you you mentioned that you made movies for a living. Um, is there any movie that we might have seen or that we should go see? Uh, uh, there's a lot of student films out there that I have. Uh, and they're really they're shorts. 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you know, nothing uh, nothing that was actually seen, even at festivals, it was more for like student works, uh, personal investments. Uh, I showed it to one couple of personal investors that I actually know personally. I'm working on a film right now called Little Diddy. Uh, it's uh, about my parents, and actually I got about $4 million funded for it so far. Uh, we're in pre-production right now, and hopefully that should be out by 2007. That would actually be a major motion picture in theaters. All right. Well, that'll we'll, be my first one. We'll definitely be on the lookout for for that, and uh, let me wish you Godspeed on that uh, endeavor. To the big yeah. If uh, anybody wants to see my shorts, just tell them to email me or call me, and I'll definitely hook them up with it. All right. We'll 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 post your. Uh, can we post your email in our forums? So people. Oh, of course. Can, okay. So we'll post our your. your Takastali at gmail dot com. That's the one for the referral too. Yeah. And uh, we'll make sure that people can contact you for those information. Uh, well, just in case you win, Tommy, uh, we're going to ask you to record a line for us, which is, uh, hi, this is Tommy Constable, and you're listening to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. Uh, just something very simple, straight to the point. Uh, you do it how you feel, and when you feel it's good for you, we're, we're pretty much ready now. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Tom Constable. I was USC wannabe, and I'm on Star Wars on Direct, official fan club. 
And I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who actually voted for me, and I hope and pray that I do not let you guys down, and I look forward to meeting every one of you. All right. Well, thank you very much for uh, this uh, short interview. And uh, if you do become the winner, well, uh, we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely see to call you again, and uh, see to go more into detail into the wonderful life of our new fan club president. Awesome. All right. Well, you have a very good day. You too, Sebastian. Thank you so much for this. I, I can't thank you enough. My pleasure. How did it go? Did you like it? I loved it. Did you guys like it? Too. I liked it very much. It's good. Even my co-hosts like it. All right. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Co-host. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. Thank you, Sebastian. Bye. 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 So, Seb, I'm just going to take the opportunity right now to mention the people that are in the chat, because we have quite a few. Yes, I know. We have a lot of action going on in the chat. Yes. <laughs> and you're not forced to click on any links that are in the chat, so take them under your own advisement. That's my official word, and it is the word that will hold from now on. Any links in the chat? You click them on your own will. prerogative. Okay. If you end up somewhere nasty, not my fault. That's your I didn't post them. Okay? That's your story and you're sticking to it? I didn't make you click them. Okay? <laughs> okay. Shut up. Okay. So, in the chat, we have Arnie, Marjorie, Scott from Tulsa, Admiral, Adria, Cocky171, Dustin Fan, Kasra, Gamblor, Gila, Japoy, Lunatic, Madneroid, Matab, Skylover, Sith Clan, Snakes, Tiger Claw, and Vader San. So thank you all for coming and participating in the yes. chat and talking with us because we love it when you're in the chat. And we also have Dix who just came in. And you know, you're asking questions to our guests uh, of honor that come on the show and all that. That's really cool. Uh, I want to mention that just before we had Tommy on the line, uh, we were listening to Pallet, Life Under Ruck. Oh, I love Palette. And we actually discovered Palette last year at Star Wars Celebration 3. But you know what? That's an old other story which we're going to be coming back to later in the show. For now, I just want to remind everybody that uh, next weekend, on Saturday, May 6th, New Jersey Hoarder will be at the Paradox Comic Book Store in North Arlington, New Jersey, from 12.30 to 3.30 p.m. They will be attending in costume and hope to, big a, to draw a big crowd. During their visit, they will be playing Star Wars Trivia and holding a gift basket raffle to help raise awareness for the American Cancer Society. Feel free to join them, uh, click on some pictures, and of course, check out the comic book store as well. For questions, you can uh, contact Lifesaber, the chapter representative of the New Jersey Order. And uh, the Midwest Regional Meeting, which is uh, coming on, on June 10th, that's still, a f that's still a few weeks away, uh, we'll be having a guest author. Now, guess who? None other than Aaron Alston, author of the upcoming book, Legacy of the Force One Betrayal. Because he will be signing at the Borders Bookstore in Sunset Hills on Saturday. So on the June 9th, on the Friday night, he's going to be with the guys from the Midwest. Congratulations! This is awesome. If you guys want to get really good insights of... of What's the life of a writer and how to get your bush, your bush, your book published? Just go to the meeting. Aaron's a great guy, great author. Yes. My tongue slipped right there. <laughs> Audrey, you're about as red as your C3 T-shirt. <laughs> is it getting hot in here? <laughs> it is. Let's open a window. <laughs> Very hot. All right. Uh, 
I just want to mention a few community uh, community news as well in terms of video games, uh, because uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Developer Summit was held in six American cities through the month of April, and uh, Publish 28 was also uh, was also published. Basically, uh, it would take an entire show just to get through all of these announcements, but we want to mention that uh, after three months. Uh, there's still like not that many people on the servers of Sony Online Entertainment, sadly enough. Uh, apparently, LucasArts would be to blame because uh, there is there is no much not much publicity going out for uh, for Star Wars Galaxies right now, and uh, we're thinking that uh, it's gonna be going down in the close proximity time. Uh, right now, they seem to be focusing on LucasArts titles such as the upcoming LEGO Original Trilogy game that Brian was telling us about earlier. So, yeah. That's something we'll have to, to check out. Uh, come on, Galaxies people, it's, it's, it's still not dead. Just like, you know, make, make the, the, those servers relive. We can do it. Why, why aren't they busting down servers, making them smaller so there's more people? That could be an idea. Because if they got ten people on a server... And um, that makes for a small universe. That means, like, isn't there like something like twelve planets? That's a planet per person. <laughs> I'm the king of, of the world. I'm the king of the world. Yeah! <laughs> ru- like I can just imagine people running around Tatooine, yep. running around, running around, running around, trying to move at the orbit. That's it. Did they, they ever try that? That'd be pretty funny physics. If they got all the players onto one world and just ran around together to try and swing... The Star Wars Galaxies Marathon. You guys have got to do this. The Star Wars Galaxies Marathon. I want to hear about that happening in the coming months, okay? I just want them to swing the planet out of orbit. Well, there's the March of Dimes coming up. They could do something like that. I'm sure they could. You know? The Star Wars Galaxies March of Dimes. Just march through Mazisley. 28 times in circle. Then you stop at the cantina. Things like that. Um, that's pretty much it for our uh, wonderful community update. So, uh, yeah. Now we're going to go to a short break. And we're going to be listening to Tattooing TV number 30. Because we haven't listened to a good Tattooing TV in a long time. And uh, just before we do that... No. Because Brian did it. What? Yeah. There's people in the chat? Yeah. I can do that again. Well, let, let Audrey do it. Okay, the people in the chat right now are Admiral, Adria, Arnie, Koki, Koki171, uh, Dustin Fan, Ikastra, Gambler, Gila, Japoy, Lunatic, Mad Noroid, MFAB, Skylover, Snakes, Tigerclaw, Tulsa Scott, and Vadersan. That's right. And uh, we're going to be right back on Star Wars Sound Direct after just short sponsor break. And we're going to be talking about Star Wars Celebration 3. And I'm going to be opening a The Box. A The Box? The Box. Did you open it the other day? That came back with me, you know, from Celebration 3. And The Book. That also came back with me from Celebration 3. Is that the book? Can I hold the book? That's give me the book. Give me the, the book. book. Give me the book. Give me the book. There you go. Give the book. <laughs> I have the book. <gasps> Ooh. Oh. Yeah. So we got a few things in there. All right. So we'll be right back on Star Wars on the Rack, the voice of Star Wars fans. For years, sci-fi fans have toiled at making fan films, podcasts, and goofy flash animations to obscure techno music. 
They work hard. Give them their props. Watch, listen, and talk back. <clears throat> At PlanetFandom.com <laughs> StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars Fan Audio on the Internet. It's your home for Star Wars Fan Audio Genre News, a comprehensive catalog of fan-made Star Wars radio shows, parody tales, and serious audio dramas. With behind-the-scenes features, a message board, reviews, tutorials, convention coverage, an internet movie database-style directory of the entire Star Wars Fan Audio community, and the only Fan Audio community-recognized Star Wars Fan Audio Academy Awards held each year. StarWarsFanWorks.com. Fandom has a whole new sound. Welcome, ladies, to the Mustafar Island Commando Training Facility. I am Gunnery Sergeant TK4700B, your senior drill instructor. I want to let you all know that you are not in your safe little incubators anymore. Your clone donors aren't here to wipe your soiled armor or hold your little hand when it gets scary. This is real virtual training, ladies, and I am here to help you. I don't care where you come from, what color your shoulder plate is, how smart you are, how dumb you are. I'm going to teach each and every one of you clones how to eat, sleep, walk, talk, shoot, and perform an Order 66 like an Imperial Commando. Do you all understand me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's funny. I thought I heard some. Oh, can't be. Can't be. Anyway, if you ladies leave my island, if you survive recruit training, you will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for galactic war. But until that day, you are pukes. Pee, yes, sir. All right, who said that? We said Jaja, sir. Well, it looks like I'm on the south end of some kind of joke. Okay, joke's over. Let's send this gun gun back wherever he came from. Grandma Tarkin, Sergeant. Hello, Grandma Tarkin, sir. At ease. As you have no doubt noticed, you have a new recruit amongst the clones today. Yes, sir, but this is highly irregular. Yes, well, he is a part of a new reality TV show called Gun Guns on the Run. And we are to train Jar Jar here to be a crack Imperial Commando. But, sir, he's a... He will generate revenue for us. I don't know if you realize it, but this army hasn't had a marketable face since Darth Maul did the splits. We need a new face for this army, one we can splash on T-shirts, posters, bookmarks, bumper stickers, wallets, watches, sunglasses, thingamabobs, and doodads, from here to the outer rim. Not to mention the hood of the pod racer on the NASPAR circuit. NASPAR? Naboo Association of Stock Pod Air Racing. Sir, I respect that we need money and public goodwill, but this guy, isn't he a little, you know? Uh, uh don't ask. Don't tell. Very well, sir. If you want this guy, I will turn him into a killer. Excellent. Carry on. Private Jaja reporting for dinner, Sergeant. <laughs> Next week on Gun Guns on the Run. Okay, Private Jar Jar, here is your Z-12 Super Blaster. Ooh, 
saying? Yes. This is the trigger. Uh-huh. Now, you will lead this unit of 240 commandos. Okay, make that 100 commandos. Here, let me set the safety for you. Sorry, Sergeant. And Jar Jar gets a surprise visit from a true comrade in arms. Well, surprise, surprise. It's Jar Jar me. Unfortunately, because of Jar Jar's sharpshooting skills, Gomer Pyle will not be returning next week. However, we do have a clip from Jar Jar guarding the explosives. Private Jar Jar, I demand that you wake up immediately. Cyborg Relations. Tatooine TV number 30 is a Jeff Roney Designs production. For full credit information, please visit jrdonline.com. Otherwise, you will be an overweight blob of grease. Now, I must take my oil bath, and I bid you goodbye. The Future. A world ruled by corruption, lawlessness, and fear. The perfect place for mercenaries to do what mercenaries do. But for one mercenary, that's about to change. On February 15th, Star Knight Interactive presents a podcast unlike any you've ever heard. J. Marcus Xavier's They said the future would be paradise. They were wrong. Some material may not be suitable for younger listeners. SilentUniverse.com Galactic Hunter, the place where you can find the latest Star Wars collectible news from all around the world. From the Hasbro and Kenner lines of action figures, to comics, games, prop collectibles, and events, everything is covered and reviewed. Join our fan community in the Bounty Hunter Collective forums and find all your bounties at www.galactichunter.com. Galactic Hunter, keeping collectors on target. At SimpleNet, you will get, at a very reasonable cost, an advertising space for your company, a website built for you by our team of professionals, or quite simply, a space to put your personal site online. The online gamers are not forgotten. We can offer fixed prices of bandwidth, as well as solutions for turnkey pre-configured game servers. Join us at www.simple-net.ca.
Ah, the good times. I miss C3 every day. Me too. Me three. Me three. Stop it. Get out of my head. <laughs> I said it first. <laughs> Alright. So, ladies and gentlemen, on this edition of Star Wars on Direct, we are talking all about Star Wars Celebration 3 because a year ago we had just came back, we had finally gotten some sleep, and we basically were back on our feet. Wouldn't you say so? Sleep? What's that? That was, like, <laughs> after the convention, you know? It all feels like a dream. <laughs> a dream. I wish I was still there. That was just a dream. <laughs> uh, so, it took about two years to finally know that there was going to be a Star Wars Celebration 3 and then it took about six months to actually get, get some sort of like insight at what was going to be happening at Star Wars Celebration 3 and then three months later we were at Star Wars Celebration 3 and chaos and mayhem it was not this time around because uh, our friends from of course Gen Con uh, took care of the convention this time around and uh, they did an incredible job and thanks to Mary Franklin and her incredible talent at organizing events and her logistical distribution of all the fan halls all towards all over the Indianapolis Convention Center really made us save a lot of time. And most people don't realize that, but I keep on repeating myself with that comment, so I'm just going to stop my rambling right here. Did you guys have fun at Star Wars Celebration 3? the best four days of my life. <laughs> better than chocolate. It was better than chocolate? Okay. By far. <laughs> and you don't know what that means, so it means nothing to you. That's right, because I don't like chocolate. But you don't understand what the reference is to. No, I'm sorry. <sighs> Explain it for, for women. For there's this, the saying is that sex, or chocolate is better than sex. <laughs> <laughs> and if something is better than chocolate, then it's definitely better than sex. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Brian, Mr. I have a press badge from Star Wars Celebration 3. This is too good. And a press badge with all four Imperial logos on it. And you know what? I only have two holes in my Imperial logo badges. Yeah, that's that. you know what? That's because I should have had... Yeah. Another Vader. Uh-huh. But you were like, oh, no, they're not going to give it to me at the breakfast. What? Yeah. I remember being at the store. You're like, oh, well, we're not going to get the other two punched because uh, we're we're afraid that if we go to the breakfast, they're not going to give them to us. Yes. No, that was fucking bullshit. I could have got another two Vaders. At the time, I was under the impression that I would only yeah, get four well, anyway. And you owe me two Vaders. But then I got You owe me two Vaders. But I only got four, so... Yeah, I should have got four. I got two. You got two. I'm sorry. Do you know how many people mobbed me on Sunday asking to take my pass? Because I had all four intact. I'd never set a toenail near the store. How did you get your stuff? Your t-shirts and stuff. eBay. Oh, that's (laughs) so sad. I couldn't get in. Everything was sold out anyway, so I didn't even bother. Go on, I have to go reset the webcam. Okay. <laughs> no, but uh, I spent all my time in the uh, autograph hall pretty well. Went to a couple of shows, but I stayed in the autograph hall most of the time. Met a lot of people, had a lot of really interesting conversations. 
was a lot of fun. Uh, I I went to the autograph hall once. I didn't like it, and I left. Did you see anybody? Or no, why? You walked in and you walked out? Well, I was in there with my friend Nick, who has clone trooper armor. Okay. But uh, we walked in. I think we got a drink, and then we left. It was kind of boring. You know, if you're not into autographing, it's kind of... Um... Boring. Boring. I I didn't get it. Like, so I like I understand. Like, Audrey, you love your autograph thing. I don't. Mm-hmm. So Audrey, what, what is the passion with the autographs? Is it really with the actual picture being signed by someone, or the fact that you're meeting someone that's special to you? I think it's interesting to meet the people who play the characters in the movies and see what their true personalities or the personalities at least they're presenting to the fans at the signing are. You know, see if they're actually approachable, see if they're funny, see what sort of stories they tell you about when they were doing the filming, if they have any little quirks or whatever. And, you know, like, some of them were really nice people, just very down to earth, not, you know, like these big, I'm a star and you're just, you know, like the dirt on the bottom of my shoe type person. You know, it was really interesting to chat with them. The guy, um, oh God. I'm having mind blanks instead of names. The guy. Um, like, ah, help me out. The actor that plays Greedo. There's two. Paul uh, Blake or uh, Maria the Aragon? No, no, Paul Blake. Um, when I was chatting with him, he had a 20-minute conversation with me about, like, how, you know, like, Greedo couldn't have shot first, you know, and the whole, you know, like, how he could have missed Han Solo at such a close Thing. He went on and on about how Greedo had really bad acne, and when they were at um, at a sniper training school for assassins, that he was homesick because he was on all this medication for his acne and all this. So he missed it when he was supposed to be learning how to do like point blank range shots. And you know, obviously his medication didn't work because he still has a chronic condition. And you know, he went on and on. It was hysterical. My friend and I were doubled over laughing listening to this guy, you know, like tell his story. And like when you went to see Tim Rice, um, who played uh, Admiral Akbar, he had other stories about you know, like the whole you know, like run, it's a trap, you know. And uh, it was just kind of fun to hear their different stories. And I mean, like. Obviously, there's some people there that weren't actually in the movies, like um, Shannon, who is the picture of Mara. And so it's interesting to sort of have an insight as to what she's like, because we don't hear her speak. We don't see her move. We see her picture, her image. So it was just an interesting background to the characters, the uh, the actors, the authors, uh, because I went to autographing sessions for the authors as well. At the Dell reboot, which, w- yes. which was in the almost dead middle of the... Uh that, I have to say, was a little less well planned out, because they yeah. had the tables in the middle of the... Dealer's room. Yeah, and then they had lines up at the far end of the room, and they were trying to let a couple people in at a time, but yeah. as you zigzag through all these crowds, like you either picked up people or you lost people that were trying to actually get to the table. And then you and didn't knew if it was a line for the book signing yeah, or if it was a line for the for gentle giant bus. It. You know, it's like, are we waiting here for no reason or are we actually, you know, here for what we want to be here And that's for? when, of course, you answered the, the, simple quest- the simple question with the simple answer. Well, there's a line, so I'm standing in it. And 
we'll make lots of friends in each line we stand in. Because, because <laughs> that was that was basically Star Wars Celebration 3. That's basically what Star Wars Celebrations is about. The Bringing lines. a book, like I did, and like in each and every line that you go through, that you go to, you just basically have people find a little book around you. And you know what? I have the Thursday line at 4 a.m. and the book <laughs> you can see is still like somewhat wet because <laughs> because it was raining so bad yeah. that morning. So, yes, good times. It was. And you know what? I have to refer to uh, to, to our friend James, who was waiting with me at uh, at 4 o'clock in the morning. And he only had this, like, shirt on that was, <laughs> what can I say? It's, it's, it's basically fabric. It's, it's artificial fabric, polyester. Yeah. And it was wet. The guy was blue. I'm not kidding you. He was actually Ooh. blue turning on purple at some point. So I lent him my cape so he could, you know, be a little more comfortable waiting in line. Because he was really expecting the door to open at only 9 a.m. I actually have his, uh, his comment about that. Uh, my most prominent memory of C3 was waiting at the first morning, waiting in line the, that first morning in the cold rain. Me and my friend Justin got, got in line at 4 a.m. so we could be some of the first ones in. The one thing that made standing in the rain bearable was that the doors were going to open at 10 o'clock, or so we thought. Around 9.30 or so, it was brought to my attention by none than our lovable host Sebastian, that makes me sound like a knee walk, <laughs> <laughs> that the doors would not be opening when we thought but two hours later at noon. So we had to, w- to wait a few extra freezing hours in the rain. No big deal, though. Got to see a lot of cool Star Wars people like Ray Park, Emeril Morrison, Jeremy Bullock, and Steve Sansweet. Got to be on the news, and we got our picture on the official Star Wars website. Once we were in, we headed straight for the, for the Vader toy line for another five hour. All in all, I think we waited for in line for about 13 hours. It was fun, though. We met a lot of cool people. And uh, that's from my friend James Davis and uh, Justin. And, you know, we, we still correspond here and then from time to time. There's another one, Sebastian. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I know he has he has more comments. Well, go, go ahead. No, go ahead. I don't have them for some reason. Oh, a lot of people complain about waiting in line and how unorganized the whole thing was. And I must admit, at the time, I was in agreement. But now that I look back on it, I met most of the cool people while waiting in line. It was fun. Plus, it was a nice just to take a break, open a box of minis which I might add, I bought way too many boxes of those, and just talk Star Wars with like-minded people. Funny thing happened when I was in in with uh, the Rick McCallum Spectacular Line for the millionth time. Yes, I watched it many times. I got a phone call from my sister telling me that she just asked Daniel Logan to dinner, and he said yes. So naturally, I tell all the Star Wars geeks around me that my sister got a date with Boba Fett, and naturally, they don't believe me. <laughs> oh, well, she got to meet his dad... Ray Park and his wife and some kid from Harry Potter. Oh, I have another story. I got a photograph of him. Oh, <laughs> you went on the plane with him, <laughs> and did that to get uh, did that to get her into the celebration party. She got all kinds of cool swag from that. Another line story that I have is when we were waiting in line for the opening ceremony, we got kind of stuck in toward the end of the line up those stairs outside while waiting in line to take it was cool because it was starting to get dark and everyone and their brother had those FX sabers from Rep- Master Replicas someone in the back of the crowd yelled something about the force and everyone with the lightsaber 
and it stuck up the air, starting to swing it around, just to imagine a couple hundred glowing lights that were swinging around in the air all at once. It was like being on freaking Geonosis during that huge battle. Okay, now the funny story about that. <laughs> that was you! The guy that yelled to, to to raise the lightsabers, that was me. And I do believe we have video proof yeah, we do. of that. Because Brian dared me. <laughs> he's like, he's like, that would be cool if everybody would like raise their lightsaber. Because it was. Everybody and their yeah. brother had the freaking master replica lightsaber. And Brian's like, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I could like yell loud enough that... All those three hundred so people on the on the rooftop could you know just do that at the same time, and Brian looks at me like, y- "Come on, do it!" Like, no, 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 I was like, "No way, you can do that! No way!" I'm like, "He's gonna do it." What have I done? <laughs> and he went, "I dare you." <laughs> so of course, after the D word was mentioned, I had no choice, and I raised my voice, and all over the sudden, it was, it was just like, "Hear ye, hear!" It was like the old guy with the bell in the town, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> like that was that guy, <laughs> but it was so funny because everybody shut up at that same time. I was like, Woof, big silence on the rooftop, and everyone listened to me for some obscure reason. <laughs> it was kind of crazy, and everybody raised their 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 effect sabers. So that was everybody really raised their lightsabers. Didn't matter. Yeah, that was really really great, and and we had a really big yell out of that. And Brian's got video footage of that particular moment. We have to put that online. We do, we do, we do have to put that. I have to put a lot online. Yeah. So, yeah, that was going to be one of my stories. Damn it. Oh, but, but talking about the shop, like, Danny and I waited forever. In line. We got there about 7 o'clock, so we waited five hours. It wasn't that bad. Talked yeah. to some guys that went to all three celebrations. It was their third celebration. Other people that ran, like, they had, like, they brought their whole family down and their wives and their kids were going to the zoo. And instead of going to the first day of celebration, that was crazy, but anyway. Um... And then uh, we saw, like, of course, it started about, like, 7.30. People started walking by with costumes, and that was a big part. That was a lot of fun. And then um, I finally got in. We did a mad get dash to the shop. And then you know how the shop was organized really badly? And, like, as you went in, once they filled up a line, yeah. they started filling up another line and another. You were in the second one. We were at the end of the third one. Had we been smart, we could have gone into the beginning of the fourth line. Yes. Had we had they told us where we were going, you would have skipped. Oh, we would have skipped like how many hours did we wait? <laughs> we worked three hours in there. I know. On top of that, <laughs> yes. Anyway, the shop was a foobar, and you know, but everybody knows it was foobar be- because of because that. it was capped on Saturday at noon. <laughs> yes, yes. But you know what? Because of that, I actually lost one of my capes. My yeah, my wool cape just like. Got left. Yeah, it just got left there, and I almost lost the book because I gave the book to uh, to James, uh, to some other guy to sign it, and then I came back out and I grabbed the book and yeah, it was, I was lucky with that. The volunteer was really really good with me, so thank you, Gen Con volunteer, who let me get back in the store and grab my book again. Thank you so much. <laughs> and um, of course, yeah the. That store line that was so long, and we were going, you know, in those S motions all oh. over the place. And just as you turn the corner, you're like, I'm closer to the other corner. Then you get closer and get closer further and closer, closer and further, and and uh. then you see the incompetence of the people that were sadly hired to uh, to do the. Oh my God, the lady, the one we, the lady we had, a, no, we had one lady that was perfect. There was another yeah. lady who was like, holy shit, she was stupid. 
Yeah, she was really, really slow about things. She was, she didn't know what button she was pressing. Yeah. And she, of course... The one we out. had was really fast. Yeah, she, she, she was really, really fast. I'm really glad about that. We pretty much got, like, everything we want, right? Yeah, we got everything we want. Yeah, I know, I know, I remember, like, we ripped, I still have the ripped trace of Yeah, the we ripped out a page and, like, wrote down our order. Yeah. <laughs> and we just told, like, that's what we want, and we wanted in that size and all that, and they just went away with the paper, and they came back with all of our stuff, so that went well. That really did. It really did went well. And that was, like, three-thirds of the budget. <laughs> went right there. There was no money left for the entire weekend. Nah, it was more. It was less than that. I spent about just about three hundred dollars there. Yeah. I think my credit card's still screaming. <laughs> well, mine is still screaming, and it's because of the pretty much that. And I don't have a credit card. <laughs> Aren't you happy? Lucky guy. <laughs> don't don't get one, Brian. I know you don't get one. <laughs> I'm pretty good with the spending. Yeah, I was. I always thought that of myself too. <laughs> And uh, we met the greatest people. I wanna I wanna take an excerpt from our book here because we met some girl called uh, Blue Milk. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's from British Columbia, and uh, she was she listened to the show a few times, and she learned three things at Star Wars Celebration Three. First being, after the insane amount of one dollar bill the Americans give out, I'll never complain about loonies and toonies again. <laughs> the second one is the members of the Galactic Senate are amazing and friendly. Which is true because we did ma- meet a bunch of them we while did. waiting in line for you know the, the Rick McCollum spectacular and all that. And I remember peeking through the, the door to, through the little hole in the door, and I I just saw Grievous's face when they were testing the the spectacular. I'm like, oh my god, it's gonna be so good. And of course, uh, we get uh, Star Wars on direct, and the expanded universe fans are so wonderful, colorful, and such a big tribe. So yeah. Uh, but you know what, Sebastian? We pretty much, we didn't hang out that much at the cons. No, we didn't. We didn't. I think we went off and did our own thing a lot of the time. Yep. I did. A, I went and did. I sat in most of the uh, minis um, panels. That's right. We met with Rob Watkins a few yes, times. Yes, I did. And um, I played. I played minis with uh, Australians, Americans, and uh, Europeans. It was awesome. And met a lot of really cool people. And you got a bunch of promo Kitfistos, well, Natalian Natalian soldiers. Yeah. Natalian soldiers. Natalian soldiers. Yes, and... Um, I so wish I would have grabbed some more of them. Yeah, they're pretty good minis. Um, what else did we do? It was pretty cool. And then, like, Thursday pretty co- was pretty late night, actually, <laughs> when you think about it. And we went out for dinner after the big celebration, uh, the big opening ceremonies, yeah. and met up with Phil and Jamie, a couple of listeners. Rich Siegfried yeah. from Requiem of the Outcast. Exactly. And that's when it happened. Oh, jeez. Can we not talk about it? I don't want to talk about it. Well, we have to talk about it because our friend James from wants Dublin to wants, to, wants to hear it again. The infamous story of the Ride That Jedi t-shirt to end none other than Amy Allen. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So we're at the Rams. No food in a long time. I'm I'm halfway through my pint, of course. And we're just waiting for... Yeah, the, that's what it was, huh? I think it... Uh, yeah, oh, I blame it on the beer. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and, uh, of course, we're just waiting for our food. And there comes Zach Jensen with all his dreads on his head. And I'm like... Dude, Zach, come wait a second. 
you got to meet this guy. His name is Brian. Uh, he's a really big fan of Kid Fisto. In fact, his nickname on the show we host is Kid Fisto. So you, you just have to shake hands with him. So, of course, he wait. He, he just, like, stops, waits, shakes Brian's hand. Brian doesn't give a crap. You're a jackass. <laughs> and um, as the rest of the people behind him go through, there's Michonne Bouriag, Amy Allen. And oh, I don't want to listen. It's awkward. That makes me feel bad. That's when I realize I have my ride that Jedi shirt on, and, and you want to give her one. Part of the 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 ride that Jedi thing is that we wanted to give her a T-shirt of the ride that Jedi uh, joke. So, what happened is, of course, bad. written in history and on the Galactic bad. Senate message boards with the emote soap. If you want to go see it, because it's really funny. What happened is that. I said, Amy, please wait a second. I have something to show you. And I just turn around and I say, you know, I'm the host of this show and we had this funny thing that happened. It's really a joke and we want you to take it as such. But you know what? I have to show you something. So I just turn around and I basically grab the back of my hoodie, my Revenge of the Sith hoodie, and I lift it up. Lift it up and, of course, to show to her and every, everyone else in the Rams there the wonderful Ride That Jedi t-shirt with, you know, Ella Secure in the back and Star Wars on direct and all that. And that is when I missed the most wonderful expression on her face, which when therefore described by Brian and Rich Sigrift. It's like sheer horror (laughs) and disgust. Of course, I did turn back with a smile (gasps) on her face because I wanted to see her expression. (sighs) And I I see the horror and then she just like taps on Michonne's it's uh, like, and then she shoulder zips out of there, and Michonne's like, "Oh, what the hell is that?" And I yeah. think they saw your back. No, they, they saw no. They skin. didn't see the welt. There was no skin. They didn't see the welt. Nothing. <laughs> they just saw the right that jet, I think. And um, of course, I sit back down as they just run away, and I look straight in, in front of me, and there is Rich Sigrift from Requiem of the Outcast, and he just looks at me. Then he puts the, his hand on his forehead and he goes in a waving no motion. And he just raises, raises his head to say this, Seb, you're the man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're the... M- no, you're not! <laughs> I'm the king of the stupid people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm king of retard. Yeah! But you know what? It was, it was still a very fun moment. No, it wasn't. It yes, makes me it feel was. dirty. It was a very fun moment. And I want to forget it. We we met up with uh, a few friends of Amy a few months later, and uh, we basically gave one of them the T-shirt. Actually, Brian got got the T-shirt that was supposed to go to Amy, mm, yeah. and uh, someone else out there in the world has my T-shirt of Ride That Jedi. And uh, you wash it first? Yes, I did. Kay. And of course, and apparently they 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 she must have seen it again. I hope she did. I just know. I just can't wait until the opportunity arrives when we can meet again, and she can probably cut my head. <laughs> I'm straight alive. Yeah, um, Sebastian. Yes. Can I tell my story? Yes, you can. Okay. Well, on Friday, I uh, Sebastian and Danny were in the line for the spectacular, mm-hmm. and I was in the line as well, but I was further along in the hallway, and I was sitting on the floor, and I was kind of wet, because I'd spent from 7 o'clock in the morning till opening in the rain, with my winter jacket. Not my rain jacket, my winter jacket. 
So I was kind of wet. Wet. Just a little wet. Just a little wet. Nah, I was a bit tired. Anyway, I had a shitload of layers on, like a t-shirt and a shirt and all kinds of stuff. Anyway. And then a TV crew with a, with a camera go by, and I'm like, oh, Star Wars on direct. And I was giving them cars and everything like that. And they're like, so where are you from? Oh, from Montreal. Oh, can we interview you? So I'm like, hell yes. <laughs> That's the kind of representation we get. <laughs> So I'm like, yeah, they were they interview me and stuff, and then I'm like, well, good dude, what are you doing with your press badge? Because I I had the crazy idea, I'm gonna get all, I'm not, I'm not gonna pay for the uh, the badge, the badge set. Yeah. I'm just gonna collect them and make friends. Okay. And I did. And you did. Yeah. And after the con, we corresponded by email, and he sent me it by mail. That's great. Ha ha, Sebastian. Congratulations. I, I almost had an exhibitor pass, but I, I lost it. I, it. It slipped through my fingers. No. Yep. eBay? Not worth it. Okay. I, I, no, I wanted to... It was There were rules. I couldn't pay for it. It had to uh, be given to me. And the volunteer ones, a bunch were stolen. Oh, yeah? So there, I couldn't volunteer for one. And the associate ones were like... I tried with someone, and she was a bitch to me. So It happens happens. And you know, VIPs, they're not going to give them away. Although you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Because Audrey should have tried for yeah, one. Yeah, Autograph Hall because on Sunday, I'm sure they were giving some of them yeah, away. Because at Celebration 2, one of my friends actually got Because if you were to ask Peter, maybe he would have signed it for you and then given it to you. That would have been the ultimate one, because it was Chewbacca on the VIP oh, yeah. passes. Yeah, it would have been the ultimate one. That, that would be the ultimate but one. But they collect all passes, so I'm fairly certain that Angie and Peter would pretty much kept theirs and they still have yeah them. that's true so. but that would be the ultimate collectible I think or like maybe a Matthew Wood exhibitor signed yeah I've been happy with Tomorrow Morrison's pass <laughs> <laughs> yeah but he wasn't on one of the passes no no but Kenny he's on Baker video. Vol- yeah, Kenny he's ba- on my video <laughs> Kenny Baker signed one would have been nice they would have had to be at the con I felt really bad for Kenny Baker with the autographing that's something there's all these people waiting to get autographs from him. And the poor guy, first of all, when he stands up, he can't even see over the top of the table. He can't sit on the chair because the chairs are too tall for him. So I remember him having the, the worst trouble yeah, it, sitting it was at the was really at the a nightmare for the poor guy. He's standing there behind the counter. His wife, who's just as tall as he is, or yep. just as short, is also by his side. And then all these people are asking him to personalize their autographs. He is one of the few that I did not have personalized because he could barely hold the pen, let alone write. And I just thought, you know, like, the poor guy is being put through, you know, hell, hell basically. So I just ha- I just got a generic signature from him. But there's just him and, like, one or two others that aren't actually personalized. But uh, it's another story, actually. While waiting in line to see him, my friend and I were, my friend and I were, like, just listening to the people around us. And there's this family in front of us. And uh, they have two kids, I guess, about four or five years old. And one of them is, like, rushing off, running away, you know, playing under the curtains, separating the different zigzag lines back and forth to get to the to the front. So all you hear is, um, Anakin, would you come back here? <laughs> you know, like, Anakin, okay, we, oh, whatever. You know, <laughs> and then a minute later, the daughter runs off in the other direction. Annika, will you come back here? I'm like... 
Annika is actually, I think it's a real name. It, yeah, but can you imagine these two kids when they're both teenagers Anakin in the and house Annika. and the parents are pissed off and they're saying, Anakin and Annika, get here now! <laughs> That's so lame. It's just like... There's no creativity there. No, seriously. <laughs> it's like, those kids are going to hate their parents in a few years. <laughs> yeah, it's not even like teenage time. It's like school age. Yeah. If they're both sitting in the same... I don't know if they were the same age or if they were twins or not. I have no idea. But if they're sitting in the same class, you know, the teacher's like, Anakin, Anakin, you know, like, it sounds so close that, you know, either of them could just answer for each other, which could be a bonus or it could be a shaft, depending on, you know, yeah, what they're seriously. in with. Anyways, I'm rambling on now, and I'm off topic, so it's all good. <laughs> uh, what else? I what? What you guys? Um, well, I don't know. If, I don't think you were. Were you at the uh, author panel? No, I didn't. No, I didn't Tim go to that. Steph was at the author panel. That was one of the times that I actually. I went to the Tim's on one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we went. We went to the Legacy of the Force one. Yeah. And uh, what did you think of the panel? From what I could hear of it because of the baby crying and all and that. And the cell phone the cell that phone. would not stop. Um, it was... I, I liked it for, for, from what I can remember because i got to tell you, I was totally finished by then. Because that <laughs> was... Was it on Sunday? It was, was Saturday, wasn't it? Wasn't it on Sunday morning? Or no. was it Saturday afternoon? It was Saturday. Saturday afternoon. Yeah, you were finished. Sunday I was, I was in the convention. In the yeah, it was, the whole it was most likely Saturday afternoon because I was already like... Boom! <laughs> I, can't I was going anything. strong on Saturday afternoon. You have no idea, because <laughs> I slept until eleven. <laughs> I thought it was cool though that that group of like young, like adolescents from England, all dressed up in the different uh, strike team costumes. Yes, I thought that's that actually was international. Cool. It was actually. very uh, unique. That was that that's was on really the. Really that was on the organized on the Jedi Council. Yeah, it's Remember uh, hearing about there's it a, a long time. an extra site called Vong42, I think. And I know I, I have I, got, I actually, actually have their card here with me because I chatted with them for a while because actually one of the girls that they know couldn't go to the show and uh, she wanted me to take pictures of them. So I promised her if I happened to bump into them that I would take photographs and so I did. Anyways, I've got the card in here somewhere. But uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Well, while you're talking about the costumes, there yeah. were so many good ones. Were in there? Oh my God! Like you really loved the Grievous, didn't my you? My Grievous, my favorite character from Episode Three. Just the look of him is amazing. Yeah, I have a picture of that. I put all my photographs up in the chat and uh, under a link, and it's a good link to click. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a good safe thing. link. It's a safe one. <laughs> so um. But I have the picture of the Grievous costume that you're talking about. The Grievous one is good. So the good. one with the guy who's actually inside the cardboard. He's in the inside the packaging of the. He's Luke inside the packaging with the yellow lightsaber that extends. You know that's a Canadian guy, right? No, I didn't. But that's a freaking amazing costume. The uh, the uh, Luke Luke Skywalker on Tatooine. Yeah. In, uh, inside the car- inside the packaging. There's also there's also Luke on like Tauntaun. There was a. A Yuzong Vong, which is the first costume I've ever seen of a Vong. Um, what else? There, there's Bananakin Skywalker. There's Max Rebo. There was like a gaggle of Princess Leia's. Not all good. Um, <laughs> Han, like, and then there's a boatload of stormtroopers and clone troopers. 
I honestly got a little tired of seeing them. You know? It was like everywhere I turned. Shit, there's another stormtrooper. Not surprising. Bastards. I just pulled out the card that Seb gave me when we were waiting in line. I think it was the Saturday. Hilton Indy, room 704. Ooh! <laughs> we, were in the se- we were in 704? You guys yeah, were in 704? We were in 704. <laughs> there you go. You guys were in 704. I was in 512 or something like that. Uh, at the Westin. Got a paper from the Rebel Legion from France, from one of the guys that was yes. listening to the French show. He was like, oh my god, you know Sebastien. Oh yeah, we knew <laughs> Sebastien. Oh wow! Isn't it funny when You're you from meet... from Montreal. You must know Sebastien. Sebastien. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he like... Uh, oh, Danny, just remind me of White Castle. Yes, I know he just did that to me too. Oh, <laughs> uh, cause sorry. My um, after the uh, sh- after the show after um, registration on Wednesday, we went and we uh, we needed to go to White Castle because we'd never been to White Castle. And there just happened to be a White Castle. Right yeah, it was White Castle like right down the block. So we went down to White Castle. Oh, and I the White Castles were burgers were so good. Sebastian liked them. Well, I'm I'm looking actually at the the, the little album I did for uh, Star Wars Celebration Three. I I think I have some White Castle picture in there. No, I have White Castle pictures. Currently, I don't have any White Castle picture in my you in my I do. wonderful album. But on the first page, for those of you wondering who James is, James is the one with the real Flames shirt, compared to the Asbro guy. <laughs> and that's the main reason we actually took that picture. It's because of the the, the the Flames on James' shirt, which put the Flames on the Asbro guy's shirt. <laughs> Ashamed, and that was really funny. Uh, and you know what, Brian? Thank you for using that picture for the 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 the, the 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 banner for, I knew for this show. I knew why. I'm on that picture. I know. But nobody sees me, but you can see my cap and you can see everything else. You can see my backpack. It's it's just really disappointing. But James is right behind me. So for those of you look who went to the website and took a good look at the actual uh, banner for this week, you can see that, you know, there's James with his flaming shirt and there's a guy with uh, his hood on, and I'm right behind that guy. You can see my cap and my nose. Yeah, I was on StarWars.com. Yay! I was on StarWars.com too. Yes, we pretty much were all on StarWars.com at some point or another, which is, which is kind of funny. And the journey to White Castle to get back to that. Yes, I'm gonna put the pictures uh, up. That's it's just sad, isn't it? They were so good. What are you talking about, boy? They were good, but they came back to want us in about an hour, just like well, the fireman said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Poor. Yeah. Although I'm not Remember sure that White Castle was so sketchy. That White Castle was so sketchy. Guys in the corner dealing, like, cutting up crack. That's it. I was going to say, I'm Weed. not sure if it was so scary. I'm not sure if it was actually the actual burgers or... Like, the, the stress? Dust. No, the dust from the, 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 the cocaine that we inhaled. I don't know. It was so sketchy. You know what? Another story from White Castle was apparently um, actually Saturday night after no, it was Friday night. Yeah, it was Friday night. Friday night in the um, Nick from Niagara and I were hanging out, and somehow we ended up with Nick, with Nick Ernst and Hano um, at Steak and Shake. And we're all eating, we're hanging out, and I'm like, well guys, I'm going to head off because I'm freaking tired. Apparently, right after I left, um, who's the guy who plays Mass Mita? Uh, Jerome Blake? Jerome Blake comes in with a bunch of people. 
they're like, okay, we need to buy all the hot chocolates from Steak and Shake. They were going to give them people in line. Nick, Nick and Nick and Ernst and uh, Hano go help them bring this, bring the hot chocolates. Then Jerome Blake and Nick and a bunch of other people they go to White Castle. And they <laughs> and they go and buy a bunch of hot as much hot chocolate and coffee as they can to go bring them to the line. Apparently, what Nick said is it was the most sketchy place he'd ever been. He was afraid any time somebody reached into the inside of their jacket because he was afraid they were going to pull out a gun. <laughs> it's true. It was. It, it's, it no, was it's so scary. true. It was really just that scary. But yeah, it's it. And the, the the hot chocolate incident is really funny because. I do believe that that is one of the pictures that you can see on my album uh, is the the ET girl as I like to, to to refer to her from now on. Basically, you can see this this actual weird stuffed person just under a, a bunch of uh, of uh, I mean, towels. That's because she was keeping herself warm. She was almost going into hypothermia. I'm not kidding you. And then the guys came in with the hot chocolate. And we all wanted hot chocolate. We were just like, oh, hot chocolate. But then we, you know... They ran out. There they, was, there was they, only They ran left. out. And there was like two cops left. And everyone around me, we were about 20 people. And we all, we all said, give that to her. Because she's the one who needs it. She yeah. was really skinny. She was part of the, 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 the fans who waited outside the, the Grauman's Chinese Theater. Yeah. And uh, she basically got news from someone in Los Angeles on the morning uh, she was waiting, and uh, that's that's why we became friends because we pretty much got fucked by fucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? I remember walking down earlier with Nick down the line, and we videotaped the whole thing. I was looking for you, but it was like people with like tarps over top of them because you know they were using bars. Yeah. The bars across to make the line. They had the tarps over that, under that. There are people like wrapped in those aluminum heating um, insulating sheets, and it's crazy. It was. It was so crazy. The uh, well, George Lucas right line. after, right after the uh, the the fan force party on Friday night, I packed up my stuff. I went back to my room. You guys did too, and I I said I have to get ready for this evening. <laughs> and then Brian calls me. Sebastian, you just cannot do that. There's like tornado warnings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And what was my answer? I will die a fan. <laughs> yeah, because it was me, Nick, and Danny drinking. Uh, we were drinking like whiskey or something mixed with uh, Dr. Mr. Pib. Okay, that's what we were doing. We were just chilling out, drinking. And then, uh. and then, of course, Danny's like, "So, Seb, when the line reaches the corner, call me." And, of course, when I went out at midnight... The, I, the line had passed. Had passed the, the corner. corner already. And I, I go I go straight at the end of the line. I start waiting, and this guy starts talking to me. Brian, his name was. And, wait, I have him in the book. I do believe it's Brian. And uh, we're just talking. And at some point, he's like, yeah, you're Sebastian from Star Wars on Direct. I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah. I, I listen to your show, and I'm a big fan. I'm like, oh, my God. Cool. <laughs> Because of course I was I was supposed to be meeting with uh, Chris. I'm sorry, it's Chris, Chris Harden, and I was supposed to be meeting with one of the guys from Fanforce, but he was so wiped tired out. and wiped out after the Fanforce party that he Zion. Yeah, and he, he just like looked outside and he said, "I'm not going out in the rain." And he, he actually posted apologies to me on the Fanforce. Yeah. You know what? No hard feeling. It's uh, I totally understand that, and we were moved so many times. 
It must have been a nightmare. What I should have done and is woken up at 7 o'clock in the morning, then gone to wait in line, because they let people in yeah, at 7 o'clock in the morning. But you know what the sad thing is? Uh, I don't know how they're... Who is missing a white blue tarp about 20 feet by 20 feet, but I have it. So thank you, whoever generously donated that tarp to me. Uh, I still have it. It's in very good condition. We've used it. Thank you. Yeah? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a really good tarp. I brought that home. Yes, you did. Thank you, Brian. Um... What else? What else? Oh yeah, that that was that was that was the night, the big night. That was terrible. It was because we actually got moved from the corner all the way behind the convention center into the underpass, and then we got from behind, from under the the underpass, at around two o'clock in the morning, back towards the front, and they said, you know what, we're gonna let you inside the convention center. So we're like. Yay! We're gonna be hot and warm and all that, and we're gonna be happy. We get it. We get inside the uh, the convention center. Uh, no, actually, we go to get inside the convention center, and the only way that the the convention center had decided to open was basically, of course, the doors that came through the skywalks of the uh, the Marriott. Was it Marriott? Yes, the Marriott. And after about like maybe uh, two, three hundred people came through their doors and went upstairs to the sky to go through the skywalk, the hotel just decided to shut down their doors. You are not coming through our hotel anymore. So from three o'clock all the way up to basically six o'clock for a good three hours, you know, we got stranded just right in front of the entrance of the Marriott, so basically no one could go in or out of the hotel. That was really funny. And we were just so cold. Were you were you at least dry? We were we were dry because we were underneath like a rooftop, but the wind just kept on coming in from time to time, and it was really really cold. However, at two o'clock it was actually snowing. Yeah. In Indianapolis. It wasn't the, it wasn't the last time though. And I wasn't last time, but it it was it was snowing, and we're like, it's snowing, and we're wet. That's really not a good combination. There was actually a few times I almost went back to my room, got my big bathrobe from uh, from the Westin, and went back downstairs with it. But I didn't. I'm really glad I didn't do that, because I still had, like, a great, great fun for that. Uh, one of the guys uh, from, uh, what's the show, like, from Attack of the Show, uh, one of the, one of uh, Chris' friend, actually on uh, as an article online called Lina Palooza, yeah, I don't remember his first name, but his last name is Bell, and it's incredible. It really, really gives out the good details. So finally, at six o'clock in the morning, we have the stormtrooper <laughs> walking down the streets, going, "We're stopping traffic. These people are moving in." So we're finally moving in. Yes, we go. We finally move in. They make us go through the uh, the hall where we were waiting in line for the uh, Rick McCollum spectacular. And they just went us. They just had us go straight through the all the twirls, and come back out of that room. I'm like, what the fuck is the the big idea here? We go in a room. We just wait in the room. That's all. They had us go all the way out there, and then they brought us to the uh, the fan. Well, not the fan hall. The the uh, the hall where the uh, fan for the, the celebration at Celebration Three happened, and the opening ceremonies took place. They took us there. And there we waited, and of course they had started like doing the decorations for uh, the celebration of Celebration 3, and I said, I think it's going to be like a fair or something. I'm not too sure <laughs> about the actual... Turned part. out into that. 
it turned out into being a, a little fair after all. I, I still regret not having myself tattooed, like getting a tattoo or something, just like Danny did. And uh, yeah, it was it was still a great party after like looking back on. Well, it. Sebastian, keep going with George Lucas. But to keep on going with George Lucas, we were basically waiting as much as we could in a line in there. By that time, of course, nobody was still at the original position they had been when they started waiting in line for George Lucas, and we were just making like fun with uh, all of the other fans around us. And then they finally, at I think it was 7.30 or something like that, they, they came and they grabbed us and they moved us out of the room through the back of the uh, the actual stage. Jeez. So we got to go backstage. That's pretty cool. And then we went upstairs and then we went into the, the, the infamous hall and there goes the, like those big screen that says he's in the house, George Lucas is in the house, uh, you know, he's here, blah, blah, blah. And with the Star Wars music and all that. And then finally, 8 o'clock comes in and boom! Here comes Rick McCollum and the kids of George Lucas. We're here for 15 minutes, right? Where's George Lucas? <laughs> you only got 15 minutes with him? We only had... Uh, actually, my time it was actually timed as 16 minutes. From the uh, audio commentary that you can get from uh, Hyperspace. Jeez. I yeah. thought they were half-hour slots. No, they were actually 16-minute slots. And then they became like 20 minutes and half hour after that because it just went on long and they basically went with uh, what uh, what Brian t- told me afterwards just like people they were like giving away little uh, little passes to actually go see they fil- to fill up the room because they didn't have room. enough yeah. if had Danny and I been smart we would have gotten up at 7 and gone to it because Nick from Niagara passed working the line all night he got into the first showing and you know, he, I think he got to stick around to the to the last. Let me ring him up, see if he's online. So that was good. All right, but you know what? It was all worth it just because of the next comment. Uh, well, we are, as you know, doing. Uh, we started a little our little pilot TV series, which was Clone Wars, and um, we are now going to move that into a 3D animation half-hour version. Uh, which will be a regular series. And uh, then I'm working on a spin-off series. It's not with the main characters, but with other characters that have appeared in the series. It'll give you all something to think about. Uh, the, um, uh, and it's going to be a live-action series. And it's... Uh, I think it's a really great idea. We're probably not even going to get started shooting for about a year. Uh, uh, what we want to do is what we did with Young Indy, which is to do the first season of scripts all at once and then go and shoot them. So it takes a little time. It means we have to write all the scripts and set everything up. And I'm going to get it started and hire the showrunners and all that sort of thing. But then I'm going to step away from it and go and do other things. So yeah, that was uh, George Lucas's comment about the TV show. That everyone else knew already about. Yeah, but by that time, hearing him tell us for, for sure, you know, that was the big reason he was there for that weekend. And of course, it's 8 o'clock in the morning. It's like, I'm just like a tarp between my leg that's folded as best as I could. <laughs> and you're wet. And the tarp is wet. I'm still wet. I'm tired as Did hell. you just go back to the hotel and get changed? Yes, I did. I, I would too. I, I did that right after the, uh, the 
the third. Well, actually, did I straight afterwards? I think I went straight down to the uh, the dealer's room first. Then I went back to the uh, to, to the hotel. Yes, I did that because when I went to go to my back to my hotel, they told me I couldn't. The security officers wouldn't let me go out. <laughs> so I went downstairs to Gen Con's office and let them know about that. And after that, there was no problems any longer. But anyway, uh, yeah, just just for that particular little clip, that was that was great. And uh, you know what? At that time, I really didn't actually manage to digest all the information that came out of of our friend George Lucas. So, so sad. Yes. Um, what'd you do for the rest of Saturday? Because I just like I just took it easy, walked around the con, met with people, did some more mini shit, bought some shit, that kind of shit. And then I got ready because I I was in costume that night. First time I ever costumed. Yes, of course. First time you ever costumes, and it's not even a Star Wars costume. Yeah. <laughs> uh the pictures are on Star uh, on on Seb's thing there, the C three pics. Come back and see them after. They um, are. Can I see the program for a second? Yeah. This one or this one? The white one. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think anyone knows what. Guys, I'm trying to talk. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, Brian, go ahead. Well, I had the idea that I would dress up as Hunter S. Thompson. Because who else would show up at a, you know, messed up crazy party thrown by Jabba the Hutt than Hunter S. Thompson? You. <laughs> no Me. Else. Exactly. He would be there. So, I went as Hunter S. Thompson. And it's, I have to say... It was kind of a surreal experience having people recognize who I was dressed up as and ask me to take pictures. To take pictures, it was really bizarre. I have a picture with General Grievous though, which is freaking cool. Yes, don't you like that picture? I love that picture. You so wanted that picture. It's it's almost not even funny. Yes, Seb, Seb, you gotta get get a picture with with me and Grievous. Seb, Seb, Seb. (laughs) And and then remember, um, they were doing that trivia thing. Yes. Mary Franklin had the best idea for a contest uh, of a trivia, a trivia contest, thing for a trivia contest. And honestly, it was it was awesome. It was awesome. And Brian I participated. I lost. I they were they were doing the first round of it. Yeah. And it was really easy question. Basically what you had to do was there were three people with signposts A, B, and C. Yeah. And um Tom would read the question. Yes. And you would the, you'd physically walk over to an answer A, B, or C, and the first question was who was the first one to say, "May the force be with you," in A New Hope. So it was either Obi Wan, Han, or General General uh, Dudana, right? Dudana. P- yeah, and A was Obi Wan, B was Han, and then General was the general was C. I was... Everybody went to A and B, and I was the only one who went to C. Is the first question. I thought, you know, I know this. Guess who won? Guess who won? <laughs> and guess, Me. And guess who has Brian's prize? You. <laughs> That's right. Because it was, it was a NASCAR. Who the hell cares? It's a Jeff Gordon Pepsi NASCAR from uh, 1999, so... It was fun, so... Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey. I, I won, man. I won. <laughs> you won. Yeah, I'm breaking open the box now, and I got all this like really cool swag back from Star Wars. I have the hat on that I wore all weekend. 
I also wore all some all winter. I wore this all winter because it was the only hat that kept me warm in the freaking freezing cold winters. Anyway, and I did. I wore this hat, and thank God, I I think I was one of the few people who actually um, bought the knit hat, mm-hmm. and I was so happy I did because it kept me warm all weekend because it was so freaking cold. I wore shorts on Thursday. And I wore shorts again on Saturday night because I didn't have any beige pants. I was chilling out. I had my shorts on, and they're pretty warm shorts because you can tie up the ends. And when I went outside, I, I tied up the ends and I, I put on my hat underneath my, uh, my I don't know, garden hat, whatever, okay. beige hat. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. It was so cool. <laughs> it snowed that night. Yes, it did. I was in shorts. And you know what? I was. Like it's it's really sad because on Saturday we we were doing like all these events and they they gave us some of the some bracelets you know to identify us as yes he can go into that particular showing of George Lucas you got two colors and actually there's ones for the uh, celebration at Celebration Three and the other one is for uh, the George Lucas uh, screening and I still have those which is kind of sad <laughs> I must say but you know what the celebration at Celebration Three was really really great uh, the question that almost everybody asks is did it replace the concert really good I would say so because it had a lot more of a, a an actual you know feel of fandom to it yeah but you know what was sad about the party is that so many people like just went and they lined up for a t-shirt they lined up for what a t-shirt what the fuck We're I doing was the all last fan to get out of there and by the way uh, Jimmy I'm sorry I still, have, I still haven't sent you the the, the the pictures of you and your girlfriend with uh, Jabba the Hutt. I was the last fan to walk out of that party. And I actually wear right now my Celebration and Celebration Celebration and Celebration 3 t-shirt, my Palpatine t-shirt. I didn't even know there was swag to begin with. Yeah, there was official, like, swag. And I, I just went, I just went at a total hand. Like, they were pretty much closed. And I said, well, are, are you done? Like, And she's, well, I'm just about to close it down. Well, do you have any extra large shirts? And she said, uh, just let me check. And she checked, and she pretty much had Palpatine left. So I got Palpatine. That's cool, man. But, like, a lot of people went there, and they just, like, sat down at the tables. And they all looked grumpy. They did. It's a fucking party, man! It is. Go have fun! And, uh, you know what? I I had so much fun at that party. P- you know, people were, like, bad mouth, like, oh, it was boring. It's because you guys didn't hang around. Yeah. Because... We we were walking around. Uh, we got some beers, hung out with Jamie and Phil, and then our our friend Nick, who uh, lives in Montreal, who dresses up as Vader. Yes, was there. He was wearing his costume. I just picked. I just put it. He well, he was wearing elements from his costume. Okay, which is really cool. Remember, he was wearing the, his really high boots. Yes, and his the breathing. Yes, the breathing, the breathing device. The breathing device. You can and see it on bl- the and shades. It was so cool. I just posted it in the chat. And uh, we were just hanging out, chilling out, and um, yeah, we were just having a load of fun. And then Palette came on, and they rocked. They did. They kicked ass. I went out and I bought their CD right there. And I have it at home, it's signed. Aren't you happy? I am so happy. They are an amazing band. I'm actually sad because I didn't actually add that much money for the entire convention. And most of it was actually planned for items that I... I'd actually seen in the, the, the early release of the store and um, I'm really glad I bought 
all the swag I did, even though it's in a box and you know, from time to time I open it up and it still smells the new, the fresh smell of new stuff. And all the things that I got, because I also attended both breakfasts, one with Danny and one by myself. And the one by myself yeah, next on year Sunday. Yeah, I, I want to do that. I, on, sun, on the Sunday, I was really, you know, lucky because my, my pager, which I was using to, to wake myself up, fell during the night from the side of my pants. And... It didn't wake me up. And I woke up, and there's bright light all over the room. <laughs> I look outside. It's day. I take a look down at the uh, the, the clock. clock. It's 7 o'clock. And the breakfast was at 7. And I'm like, oh, my God, shit, no. I just, like, dress up as fast as I can. I go down the stairs uh, yeah. in the hallway of, of the Westin. I'm on the fifth floor. I put my hand on my chest. No badge. <gasps> I have my invitation. No badge. Oh, you're fucked. Run back up. Get the badge. Run back down. Go straight to the door that's the most open with nobody. I see two troopers. I'm like, I'm with the breakfast. Please let me in. Can I just go talk to a volunteer? Jen can volunteer, please. They let me through. I talk to one. I'm with the I'm with the, 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 the breakfast, blah, blah, blah. So I, I run all the way to the fan to, to the fan hall and managed to actually meet meet up with uh, one of the guys who was uh, taking care of the contest with uh, with Mar- uh, of the breakfast with Mary and he recognized me from Friday of course and I said like is there still place and yeah it's like okay good so I go all the way down to that table the further the f- it was so far away and I it was basically the Canadian table <laughs> that's pretty hilarious <laughs> because there was this this one guy from uh, Calgary who was there and uh, we just like basically met up at Star Wars Celebration Two on the on the last day. We were just sitting all around in circle, and we we had donuts from this uh, great gal who, who brought brought them to us. Thank you again for that wonderful Sunday breakfast at Celebration Two. And on C three, we meet th- up again for we, breakfast. We meet up again for breakfast. You know what are the odds? And it was it, it's just so so hilariously funny. And of course, it was a great breakfast with. Uh, the the first one was with Jay Lagaya, and the uh, second one was with uh, Warwick Davis, and it was just amazing. Yeah. And of course, I got my picture taken with my the the the, the person I'm, of whom I'm the biggest fan of, which is basically Mary Franklin. And it was kind of funny because I had Bob in my pocket, which is of course the mascot. And I just put my hand around her, around her shoulder, and Bob just leans over on her chest, and I'm like, "Oh, Bob's going for you there." <laughs> so we had a laugh at that, and uh, yeah. Well, I remember, like after celebration at celebration, when I hung out with Jamie and Phil, and then I was coming back at like five o'clock in the morning back to my hotel, and like the previous morning, five o'clock in the morning, I did a tw- tw- uh, on Friday. It was a twenty-four hour day. It was up for twenty-four hours straight. Yeah. But and then. Um, I got back and I, I was walking around Indianapolis, a little drunk, hearing voices. <laughs> I was so tired. <laughs> really into the interesting personal. Oh, uh, I was so tired. I was hearing shit, and I was just like, I gotta get back to my hotel room. <laughs> oh my god! Danny's reminding me of something funny about the breakfast. Uh, Arnie and Marjorie were actually at the first breakfast, and in my pictures, if I had turned a little bit left, that Arnie was telling me uh, the other day, I, they would have been in there, and. On the first breakfast, Mary introduced all kinds of people and who made the breakfast possible and all that, and she totally forgot about herself. So she comes back to the podium at some point, and she's like, I totally forgot to introduce myself. 
I get up. Well, of course, you're a big whore. And I made I make a toast to, of course, Mary Franklin, who made all this event happen, the Star Wars Celebration 3, the breakfasts, blah, 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 the Banta tracks, bring back the Banta tracks and all that. And uh, she uh, she just basically turned red. She really blushed at that time, which was kind of funny. And Arnie and Marjorie thought that Danny, that I was Danny at that point. Really? <laughs> yeah. It happens. <laughs> That's Sebastian. But basically, yeah, I, in- I introduced Mary Franklin at the first breakfast. I didn't have the opportunity to do it at the second one, which I'm sort of disappointed with myself. She's gotten up early. Yes. Not sleeping at all next time. Balls. Need to find balls. She's going to be on crack cocaine. <laughs> I am... I'm having a, a balls like an actual and, and you know seventy what's cases cubic. <laughs> and, and you know what's Sebastian? Party. You know what crack and coke yes. in the next next celebration location is not going to be hard to find. Yes, I know. <laughs> Should we segue into that? Look, look at he's like teasing people again. <laughs> I want to know what he knows. <laughs> yeah, no, we're just going to wait. Okay. Um, you did mention like what what I was doing on Saturday, and I never got around to do that <laughs> for you. Yeah, but it's okay. You did. We talked about shit. Uh, Sunday, I saw um, Star Wars in thirty minutes. Oh, so that good. Was so good. So good. Oh my god. And then uh, what else did we do? Ah, oh, Sunday night was amazing too. You Sunday missed something. You missed something. Oh, you did. Oh, I had my own Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, well, what not did you as do cool on your as Sunday night? <laughs> you know, listeners of the show know what we did on Sunday night. Yes, I've listened to the show. It was amazing. I just wasn't at the hotel. Well, you know. Oh, Brian, not that bad. Not that bad. Aww, I was out with my people from the lines. We she all was went really to the hard far away. rock together. She was far away. My hotel, let me tell you. My hotel, I had to get like a That's $20 cab ride in every day. You gotta stay close to the con. You gotta stay close to the con. It's in the rules. I was booking through the internet. It took me three hours to get my tickets, and then it took me another couple of hours to get the stupid hotel room. I got my ticket, I think, like two weeks afterwards, because on the day, I was at work at DVD Passion. I just tried and tried and tried again. I never could. could get through. I never could get through. When you did get through, then it was, like, jammed because there's too many people, and it kept, like, resetting back to the beginning again. It was a horrible experience. And the whole time I was on the phone with my friend's mom from from Las Vegas because she was trying to get through to get her ticket for her daughter. Uh-huh. And I was trying to get through to get my ticket. And then whichever one of us got the ticket first was going to book the hotel room for the two of us. Okay. Because... I bought my ticket, like, in January. Because I already had my hotel. Well, Somebody else bought our hotel. That's fine. One lucky. But... I was, awesome I was meeting hotel. up with this girl for the first time. We were chat friends for a year. We'd never met in person. We were going to share a so hotel. So who, who uh, booked the I got the through first. I booked the hotel. That's nice. But that's all they had left. They had stuff out near the airport. <laughs> it was ridiculous. That's why the day of, we're going to start for the next registration of the next celebration. Yes. Let me know where the location is and the date. Well, you know what, Brian? Uh, I'm, I'm not, I, w- I don't want to say it's official. Oh, it's Tazzy official. I don't want to say it's official yet, because you know what? It's it's still a lot of rumors. But Sebastian, I have confirmation. No, you got one type of confirmation. We still have to make a few phone calls to make sure and certain... We should call the hotels. Even with the hotels, you know, they can... Well, we need to get that confirmation that only Lucasfilm yeah. can give us. But, um, 
yeah, so Sunday night was awesome. Karen Travis was in our room. Matthew Stover. We had a shitload of fans. We had the guys from Star Wars Aficionados who were there. Oh, they were so cool. Yeah. And then I passed out. (laughs) I was so tired. And then, of course... I was so dead. And then, of course, I started, like, packing. (laughs) Then we started packing. Oh, the next day was horrible. I was the last plane out. I was, like, plane out of uh, Indianapolis at, like, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. Everybody left. I was, like... we, We all took a taxi, and then it was, like, Danny left, McClode left, Sebastian left... Me and me and Marisol left together. I know, but you left me all alone for four hours. Aww. For four hours, I was by myself, walking around Indianapolis. There's no more Star Wars. Nobody loves Star Wars around here. It's like imagine and being in like being with your people for like five days, and then you get there, and it's like <sighs> even at the airport. Yeah, it was a real anticlimax after. Even yeah, at the airport, terrible. we were actually still having fun. You know why? Just because of that. The line starts here. <laughs> I remember that. Yes, that was great. That was that was the best. That was awesome fun. Uh, sadly, people can't see it on the webcam because it's down again. I gotta How fix like the way of me getting to the webcam during the shows. But anyway, uh, the uh, th- there was also a fan force party that was organized this year again. It was awesome as well. We actually recorded a show from there. We got Tim's on on our show. Tim's on, Aaron Alston, a bunch of people. It was incredible. And uh, we almost got some, some other officials we interviewed in the past, but uh, I think Celebration was a little bit of a redemption for, for the crew of Star Wars on the Rack <laughs> on certain levels. Yeah. But uh, ever since, I'd say, uh, things been going well and better. Yep. I had so much fun there. That's right. But I, I don't have to say it was really depressing on the next day. But we do have that picture. Of I put a link in the chat for the, uh, the 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 first the first people who waited in line for Star Wars Celebration for because of course you get out of Star Wars Celebration there's no more lines. We didn't know so what to do. So 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 you're you're just lost without a line. You don't know what to do without a line. What am I supposed to do now? I, I, I'm supposed to wait for it, right? Where is the line? That's right. There is no line. But there okay. was no line. So we actually had to come up with a line, and while we were at the airport, and we had absolutely, like, basically nothing to do... Uh, we made our own line. We made our own line, and it was funny, because we actually ma- came across the the, the official uh, managers of the uh, Star Wars fan club of uh, Mexico, and... Uh, well, it Mexico. Was it, was it Mexico? Yeah, it was Mexico. And we met up with some uh, French. Some we, French. We met, we met up from the guy from Mint and Box. And the guys from Minton Box actually left some messages in the uh, in the book, uh, and you know they came from all the way from Bordeaux and all that. Uh, best souvenir of Indianapolis: lines, lines, lines. Can't wait two more years for Celebration Four. <laughs> so, and it's been a year now. So uh, yeah, I feel pretty confident I can do the next year. Uh, me too. Me too. I you know. But you know, so it's knock on wood. I'm gonna get my job. I'm gonna have tons of money. I'm gonna be able to drag one of you around or something. Oh, I'm definitely going. Drive? No, drag one of you around. Actually, I might be looking into getting my driver's license to be officially licensed to kill people. I mean, uh, drive a car around. Oh, jeez, I'm not getting a car with you. <laughs> <laughs> I got in a car with you. <laughs> so. You. Yeah, it was it was really Oh oh really on the plane, yes. I had to go to Chicago. Yes. Guess who's on the plane with? Ray Park and his wife and their child. Daniel Logan and his buddy. 
And of course, Brian did no card distribution distribution at this point. Well, you know what? I really felt that you know, like the con was over, and Ray Park was having like family time. So I didn't want to impede on that. That's not cool. You know, you were you crossed line. You crossed the line. I, I don't want to do that. It's not cool. It's over. And but uh, Daniel Logan's buddy, uh, he plays Seamus Finnegan in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. That's where you know him from. He's a twat. <laughs> Brian, please. He is. <laughs> he's like he's being obnoxious on a plane, pushing the seat in front of them, and really? like when they were time to disembark, he cut through everyone on the plane, and like waited at the at the gate for his buddies. Okay. He's just just kind of a jerk. That's too bad. And of course. The uh, the episode at the airport with me because I have this big red suitcase that's already twice the weight it's supposed to be starting back. Oh my god! Montreal. How much did you pay? I paid an extra twenty five bucks actually because I managed to get four pounds out of there. Turns out that my black cape from Tunisia is four pounds. <laughs> so you put it on. So I just put it in the bag that I took with me on the plane, and there was this uh, there was this box I have by my side right now. And also another more bigger box, if you remember, that I had taken the care of taping together to make sure everything was going to be fine with Brian's prize in it and all bunch of, like, Darth Vader's and all that. So, you know what, people? A reminder for next time you go to conventions such as this? Ship home? No, when you when you go to the convention, have your, your, your suitcase half full. Yeah, <laughs> I, I pack too much. Me too, way too much. But, like, bring soap if you pack, pack less. I packed, you know, like you have the medium-sized suitcase and the large suitcase? I packed everything in the medium case going. The medium case was inside the big case. The big case was empty. Coming back, they were both full. They were both full. There you go. That's just how much stuff we brought back. And not only memories, but, you know, physical stuff. Physical stuff as well. And that was just such a magic convention for me. And I don't care. You know, a lot of people hate on it, though, Sebastian. What? A lot of people hate on it for being long and Gen Con fucking up, but, you know, I had an amazing time. And Gen Con didn't fuck up. Yeah, they just couldn't... Ex- like, yeah, I, that's, I didn't say that. I didn't say they fucked up. A lot of people hate on them because they think they fucked up. They didn't fuck up. They didn't expect that many fucking people. Well, a lot of people showed up. 37,400 people actually showed up at the last Star Wars celebration, which was still more than the, 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 the second one. So... Hopefully by next year, you know, there's going to be... Well, if you think about it, Sebastian, you were at C2. You weren't at C1. Yes. Audrey, you weren't at C2. C3 was my first convention. Exactly. The two of us were at C3. So that's doubling it. Just in the people we know. Yes. Just because I'm such a good guy and I can tell the people... You want to like go to imagine for like C four. It's gonna be huge. I think it's gonna be pretty big. Well, it's either gonna be big or it's gonna be around the same yeah the same size. However, the good news is that if the tendencies maintains themselves, we're gonna be in a bigger space, space that's twice the size. Now, of course, there are good things and bad things that comes with that. The good things is we're gonna have more space. We're gonna be able to wait inside, hopefully. And we're gonna. Well, I don't think we'll need to be waiting inside. Well, we might have, you know, for stuff like a store and all that. Even no, no, if no, they I do like two stores, you no, might. But I, I mean, what I'm saying is more like talking climate-wise. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Even if we do <laughs> wait outside, it's not going to be. It's not going to be bad. Yeah. Like it, it may rain, but you know, that's 
is gonna is gonna dry out pretty fast. Exactly. Because it's so, a hot climate over there. Yes. I just want to say it. No, no, no. We have to tell the downside of the fact that sadly around that place there isn't that many hotels. Yeah. So right. we're we're gonna have to drive but at least like five minutes to the convention center. But Aww. you know what? <laughs> it's not that bad. It's not that bad. But also, special they're building them. Yes, but they're gonna be ready like for two or three years from now. They're gonna be ready for C five. Maybe. Yeah. And you know what? That's the the the, the thing that that are going right now. It's we might have a C4 there and then C5 and C6 because it might go just that well. And when you get to a venue, you get the experience there. You just want to stay there, of course. Exactly. And uh, th this particular venue is in sunny LA. Well, oh, you bitch! <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not in LA. It's not in LA? People, it's in LA. I said it. <laughs> Brian actually... It's not in L.A. It's in Los Angeles. <laughs> Brian called this week. Well, go ahead. Tell your story. Well, yeah, yeah. I was, well, anyway, I was on the... I was checking out the forums, and so many people had said, oh, yeah, well, I've called the L.A. Convention Center, and they were like, well, I couldn't talk to them, but anyway, I think it's going to be in L.A. So I'm like, fuck it. I go, I, I Google L.A. Convention Center... And I get on to the, one of their, you know, telephone numbers, and it's like this automated, press one for this, press two for this. And, you know, if you press zero, you get someone, you get real someone to talk to. So I press zero, and they say, oh, connecting your calls. So I'm like, cool. And uh, I connect to someone, and I'm like, well, you know, I'm, I'm looking at your calendar on uh, the net, and uh, it doesn't go past April, April 2007. 2007. So I'm like... What do you have scheduled in May? And he's like, "Oh well, there's nothing now." Oh wait, I think there's something. So you see, I'm getting excited at this point. So I'm like, "What is it?" <laughs> Trying to be like really cool and not like, because if he thinks I'm too excited, then he might think, "Oh, I'm saying something wrong. I shouldn't say anything." Yeah. So I said, "What's what's in May?" And he's like, um, "Oh, there's this Star Wars thing." What's the title? It's the Star Wars Celebration. Cool. Uh, what dates? What dates are the, are the conventions? Uh, 23rd to the 29th. Really, really. So that, what is it? What's the title again? Star Wars Celebration. May 23rd, 2029th? Yes. Yes, that's it. Thank you very much, sir. Click. And then you're like, ah! what is <laughs> <laughs> That's when Brian's, Brian's brain went fried. <laughs> anyway, so I look up the dates, and it's a Wednesday. Yeah. To, to a Tuesday. To a Monday. Yeah. To, to a Tuesday. It's six days. Okay. What I assume it is, is that they're going to set up on the on the Wednesday, we'll have Will call, and then they'll close up. Yeah. Uh, they'll, they'll finish on Sunday, and we'll have like a few days. Wow. What did I call? Did, did I, didn't I like? I think I called you immediately. I remember getting a call from you, and I'm like, "What the hell?" Like he's calling me at work, and I, I I see Brian, and of course I was busy, so I couldn't answer. Leaves a message. I pick my message up at the end of the well, like, message I, I had in my inbox. And I'm, like, I'm going like blah blah blah. Yesterday, this or stars on drag. Okay, everything's blah blah blah. Stars on drag. Blah 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 blah. Oh, and by the way, next year we're going to L.A. Oh, I'm like damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so we have you guys have to remind me to apply for a press accreditation. Accreditation. Yeah, we need to do that because that'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be very nice because you know 
we would have these purple thingies. Yes. And these red thingies. No, those are the purple ones. But we'd have to... I want to get the red thingy too. But we can buy the red thingies anyway. Yeah, that's true. I like the way you think. Yes. Because the chance is really, really slim that we're going to get press accreditation for that. Yeah, seriously. But anyway, there you go. There you go. So, you, you, I guess you heard it first? Um, what Danny says, I should have recorded it. Well, <laughs> okay. In my defense, I'm in bed. I'm in my pajamas. I surfed the net in my pajamas because I got a laptop. So, uh, I had no way of recording it. Yeah. As much as, you know, it sounds like a good idea, it's fucking hard. Anyway, I can call back. Just, yeah, call him again. Well, I'll you know call back. You know what? Actually, now. that's what we're going to do this week. <laughs> Grant, we have Central some che- we have some checking to do. Yes, we're going to be calling a few places, and we'll record the, uh, the the place we call to, just to make sure you know everything is all fine and all that. And we pretty much have our cover story checked out so far. So. We'll Especially because this is going on the internet now. We'll yes, we have a cover story. We're, <laughs> like, telling people we have a cover story. Yes. Good job about that, Sebastian. Yeah, but you know what? They'll never... They'll no never one listens to Star Wars on direct. Well, not, not, not people who work at convention centers, anyway. <laughs> uh, we should tell them, like, last person call. Ha ha, this is going on the internet. <laughs> 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 Thank you, you just got fired. Build the beans. <laughs> like, you shouldn't have done that. I think that's the last thing I'm going to do. I'm just going to call them like, like, you shouldn't have done that. You just told the member of the press. Good job. Danny's like, called him right now. <laughs> okay. I'm like, wait a sec. So the convention center <laughs> won't be answering phones this time of night. Yeah, I don't think so. The hotels might. <laughs> but well, let's Seb, I'm going to tell you the number. Ready? Oh. I got it. You found it? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm going to look up the other possible one. No! <laughs> People are already calling. He's like, is it true? Is it true? Is it already Everybody's like calling me. Wait, wait, wait. We have to call this one. I'm going to give you the number. Go ahead. Uh, hold on. Ah, shit. Uh, what? Okay, close it. Never mind. Oh, it's not telling me. Exactly. Let's try this again. <laughs> oh, it rings. Just press zero when they give you the options. Thank you for calling the Los Angeles Convention Center. Our administrative office hours are 8 a.m. Oh, to 5 no. p.m. Monday oh. through Friday. I'm so sorry, Brian. That's what I figured. Ah, it's okay. We can call tomorrow at like 11. No, we'll see. The, we'll make a call tomorrow and for some other day. At 8 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, for, for the guy doesn't even have coffee. Like, wait, let me check. But that's 8 a.m. their time, so that's what, 10 here? Not at 11. 11, 11, 11, 11. Yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely have to do something about that. All right. Okay, I'm gonna pack my bags now. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, is, I was looking at Expedia, Expedia, how to, you know, how much it's gonna cost, and if I, co- if I, like, it's when, if I order my uh, tickets now, how much is it gonna cost? And we can check in like, we can check on the 23rd. We can check how much it's gonna cost. Okay. So, yeah. Because they don't do it a year in it, like they don't do it a y- eleven, like thirteen months in advance. They yeah. do it twelve months in advance. So we're not allowed to um, check out how much it's gonna cost. 
because the cheaper you reserve your ticket, the, the earlier you reserve your ticket, the cheaper your ticket's going to be. I got my plane ticket uh, about two months ahead of time for uh, C3. Uh, on the Tuesday, it was 297 On the Wednesday, it was 300 And by the Thursday, it was 303 Yeah, it just goes up really, really fast. It goes up very quickly. See, I was lucky. I had enough air miles, so I just flew on my air miles. I don't have any air miles. Anyway. I don't have enough to get to L.A. I'll have to start shopping. <laughs> well, Expedia is no. pretty cheap. 300 bucks it was for my plane ticket. Pretty good. And I expect um, it to be not far from that. It was 800 I looked. If we were to go for the 23rd, for the 24th year this year, for the same amount of time, for the same week, it's about $800 now. So if we go back, say we reserve our tickets in August, mm-hmm. I'm thinking we could get about $600 tickets, if not 500 Sebastian, what are you looking up right now? Because you look pretty... Lie. Adria is telling you to carpool. <laughs> well, carpooling is car- an idea. To LA? Well, That's yeah. a long drive. <laughs> but you know what? It's an idea that uh, I've looked at ah, with, yes. with Microsoft Maps. Like doing a. Uh, to a do, no, a no, no. What, what Adria is saying is you do a carpool to the States and you take off and yeah. do domestic flight. It's a lot cheaper. It's a lot cheaper. I'm sure we can find someone to drive us to Burlington or something like that. Yeah. Plattsburgh. Wherever yeah. doesn't matter. Uh, I think there's one in Vermont. I think it's in Vermont. Anyway, yeah, uh, that's actually a pretty good idea. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Adrian. Yeah, I guess. Well, you know what? Wouldn't be a bad idea. Save you the costumes and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. Because then you have an extra person t- to claim that they that th- that are bringing in things. Because you've got the driver who's allowed to bring in stuff to the U.S. Okay, from the U.S. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I just have to remind everybody who's listening to the show right now, don't mention to the guy at the convention center that you heard the dates on the show. <laughs> yeah, seriously, don't say anything. When if you're calling to to see what's up, don't mention Cause anything because you're gonna blow our cover. Because here's the then thing: the guy's gonna get in trouble. Yeah, well, first you're gonna blow our cover. Second of all, they're gonna hide the information from everyone else. Third of all, there's like. There's what we call, you know, feeding information in the wrong direction. So they might actually have blocked or uh, have blocked something for there, for for next year. But they're not going to go there after all. And they yeah, that's still cancel. So you know, that's why we're we want to check other places. Yeah, that's it. This is early news. Be excited. Start getting an idea, but it's no way from confirmation. And that's why I'm not going to buy my membership until I know where a con is going to be. The one thing I can tell you for sure is that there's going to be something happening next year. Yeah, for sure. But we don't where we think we know where it is, we think we know the dates. Yeah. I can I can just I know tell you. I have a good feeling that we're going to hear something about it in the next month. I can just tell you for sure there's something happening. That's all I can say. Uh I right. think we're going to hear about it in the next month. Most probably. All right. We're going to close the show on this because we're already going an hour. Late. Uh, I want to. I just want to mention quickly that uh, our friend James from Dublin went to Paris, and uh, he went to the uh, the exhibition at the Cité des Sciences in Paris. Oh, that sounds awesome! The Star Wars Expo, and uh, he highly recommends it with props, demonstrations, costumes, models, a whole galaxy of fun from the whole saga. 
including a vast number of CGI videos of Star Wars, Star Wars making, uh, of lovable Star Wars characters like Yoda and Chewie, and much, much more. The exhibition has been running since November 2005 and will be continuing until August 2006. So I recommend if you're anywhere near the area of Paris, France, especially this summer that you see this show. It's truly one of the best uh, Star Wars exhibition I've ever seen, mostly for its full in-depth display of aspects of all six movies. In truth, even my mother went to see her to see it of her own accord, and she truly said she had a great time. Coming from a lady who gave away all my original Star Wars action figures to charity, anyway, uh, go see this if you've got the opportunity. Uh, you know what? From the French listeners that uh, that call us from time to time, we uh, we actually do have good feedback from that uh, that show. So people go see it. All right. So, just a quick reminder, C4 LA next year, May 23rd to 29th, don't let the word out too fast, sneak it to your friends, you know. And, uh, of course, we're going to be ta- we're gonna be back to tell you a little bit more about that probably next week, uh, because the next show is going to be on May 7th, and it's going to be about Dark Empire. Of course, if you have any comments about this show, or that you would like to make suggestions for upcoming subjects, please send an email to studio at swendirect.com. Or you can also leave a message on our blog or a message board. And soon to come, MySpace. Become a partner or a sponsor, send an email to info at swendirect.com. If you like the show, we suggest that you talk about it around yourself. Word to mouth is, after all, the best publicity we can have by our listeners. Bring a friend to the next show, add our URL to your message board signatures, go vote for us on Podcast Alley once a month, and of course, you can follow our endeavors through the Star Wars on the Red blog on StarWars.com. And uh, please, please, we want to know where you're listening from. So go register yourself on our Frapper. It's really easy. It's on our it's on, on our front page. So just go, people. You can you can do it. I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsors: FederationToys.com, SitClan.net, Simple-Net.ca, our web host, Sci-Fi Podcast Network at TSFPN.com. Our partners in the bloodonline.com, Star Wars Aficionados, FanFandom.com, and also the Fanboys and Girls, where you can also find FurryConflict.com, Trek Wars the Furry Conflict Audio Drama, Anakin and His Angel.com, Nerf-HerderAnonymous.net, the largest collection of Star Wars references and actors, and we just want to thank Geekcore Radio for mentioning us. Yes. They, are an ama- they have mentioned us on the last podcast, and I'd just like to say thank you for that. Thank you very much. And we are mentioning... You guys, go listen to them. They have a great podcast. Two guys and a girl just like us. They are very cool geeks. Also, I want to say thank you to Sad Max for posting comments in our iTunes. You think I, we, I forgot you, but I didn't. See, see, that, that's good. Uh, Million Falcon, of course. Galactic Hunter, who are still keeping collectors on target. T-Bone from Star Wars Universe. Of course, the Galactic Sonic Message Boards and Star Wars with Z.com, the home of Star Wars fan audio. All available at StarWarsWithAZ.com. And you know what? We actually had uh, we, we actually had the opportunity to meet with T-Bone at Star Wars Celebration, and uh, we had uh, we were in, we were actually interviewed by Jeff Cialetti there as well for his latest release of the documentary. And uh, I should be getting be getting it in the mail soon, so we'll be talking back about it. And Brian's like opening my. Star Wars Darth Vader from Star Wars Celebration. He just wants to make it talk. Your journey to the dark side is now complete. (laughs) 
course, I'll... There you go. That was the specially recorded uh, dialogue. Dialogue. Yeah, I'm not going to touch it because my handprints are dirt. No, I'm just saying that you got to know how to put it back into its star case, Brian. Oh, I was so glad I bought those because I dropped it right after. I, I, I was opening with it. I was playing with looking at it. I put it, and then I put it, was going to put it back. I, I was putting it away, and I slipped out of my hands, and thank God I had the star case. There you go. Thank you, Sebastian, for recommending those. They were four bucks. So cheap. Totally worth it. Of course, all of the links of the people that we just mentioned, you can find them on our website at www.swendirect.com. Uh, as a word, the producer, I'm going to tell you all, please think of me this week. For next week, there might be some change in my budget. And uh, if we have a bigger budget, then we have a better show because we're able to buy people into interviews or something like that. <laughs> Can't we? Anyhow, for all the crew here at Star Wars on Direct my pleasure to say see you next time on Star Wars on Direct the Voice of Star Wars Fandom where you heard first where there's most likely going to be a Star Wars celebration for you were listening to Star Wars on Direct the voice of Star Wars Fandom www.swandirect.com for more information about upcoming shows. This show has been brought to you by SimpleNet. Webmasters, online gamers, or administrators of e-business. At SimpleNet, we will always have a solution to meet your needs.